Hi, podcast. Nice. <laughs> Hello, podcast. Nice. Hi, podcast. Welcome to the podcast, podcast. Welcome to the... I was trying to think of something other than a podcast. My <laughs> brain said audiobook, and yeah. that's not what we're doing. It's an audiobook without the book part. Isn't that just audio? <laughs> you know, a podcast. <laughs> Exactly. We were thinking of new ways to say it. It's like a movie, but without the pictures or the script or the plot. There's plot. Yeah, but it's not like the podcast's plot. It's like the story within the story. The podcast is the story. I feel like Dr. Seuss. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm just making up bullshit. I can't see you. Yeah, that is weird. I apologize. I thought about it as I got back in here. I was like, mm, there's no phone charger in here. I just dropped Adam off with his phone charger, too. Mm. What's Adam doing? He is eating food now. And he left his cup in here. We usually bring <laughs> big cups into the cafeteria. So before we leave, we can fill up our water bottles with good drinks and stuff. So we don't have to buy, like, sodas to have in our room. We'll just bring a huge cup and fill it up. Um, Cheating the system, if you will. And he left that in here, and he took the phone charger. It's just a mess. Nothing's going the way it should. Um, I'm not realizing I don't know where my AirPods are. And that's probably not a good thing. What's happened with you this week? Well, like I said, I went to the skate park yesterday. Mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. really fun. Um, what else did I do? <laughs> we did a lot of swimming this past week. Enjoyed the nice weather. Um, no such thing. The pool was cold every time, but we jumped in like it wouldn't be every time. So, <laughs> but it's also been hot. I hate it. Yeah, but we would go, uh, like, as the sun was setting. So the wind was blowing. There was no sun out. The water is still cold, even if the air isn't during the day. So the Mm -hmm. water would be, like, frigid. And we'd jump in and be like, it's fine. It's okay. Just don't think about it. Just don't. (laughs) And then we'd usually wind up... Mind over matter. Mind over matter. (laughs) All going to sit in Lauren's... Oh, bleep a name. (laughs) My friend's bathtub why the uh, hottest water we could have was running and just made like a sauna (laughs) and that's what we would do um i mean that sounds like a good time we watched a really funny movie it's called top secret and it's just a bunch of visual gags it's like monty python (laughs) and the holy grail kind of just like funny nonsense jokes it was good it was good it was like the whole thing where the guy has the magnifying glass up to his eye, but then when he takes it down, mm-hmm. his eye is just that big. <laughs> it was just a bunch of dumb stuff like that, and I That's loved so it. so funny. One time when I was in Color Guard, we did a, one of our halftime shows um, was Monty Python. It was so fun. We started it with the, bring out your dead, <laughs> and then the band came onto the field. It was fun. That's Everybody cool. else hated it, but I got a kick out of it. No, that's good. 
No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the only cultured one. <laughs> exactly. Out of the color guard. The band got a kick out of it. It was me versus them. Nice. What, what about you? What has is, what is your life been? I'm the top of the leaderboards for Idol Magic Academy. Is, um, is it a dream come true? It's more like a curse. <laughs> I spend every waking minute of my day thinking about this idol game. It's destroyed my life. It's destroyed my relationships. I'm falling apart at the seams. I'm a shell of my former selves. And yet, the Discord is encouraging me. <laughs> we all play that fucking game now. I can't start. <laughs> I can't. It's so fun. I can't. I'll do nothing. I get addicted to things like that. I will never do anything me else. Too. Um... Oh, this uh, this past week we discovered that two of my friends had never seen It Chapter 1 or 2. <laughs> and I don't know if the podcast knows this yet, but that's like my favorite movie ever. Um, I like Chapter 2 more than Chapter 1, but I'm obsessed with both of them. I'm full of useless trivia. <laughs> and so I invited them over, but the gag was I closed at work both days this weekend, so they just came over after I closed so both days we finished watching the movie at like two in the morning jesus but we watched it chapter one on saturday and it chapter two on sunday and it was in a word immaculate oh, i fucking love those movies they're so good i thought of something so else good. i don't know if if it was on like in the podcast last time we talked about this mm-hmm. but it might have been but do you remember I was looking for the the old like play rugs? Yes, that looked yes. like cities. It was on the podcast. It was okay. That's yeah. good. Um, cause I found one. Yeah, I Walmart. Went, no, I went thrifting this weekend, <gasps> and in a flea market, I found one for eight dollars. That's sick as fuck. I was so excited. I bought it so. Is fast. it a city? Yes, and it's got cows on it. <gasps> it's good. No, it's it's a good one. I fucking love that for you, dude. No, I was I was so excited. We also went somewhere else. It wasn't the same flea market. We went to a ton of places. Um mm-hmm. and there was somewhere having a sale where everything was a quarter. Oh? Yeah, it was like any clothes you wanted. A quarter. It was a, it was What'd you get? great. I got a jacket. Is it a cool jacket? Yeah, I think it's really fun. It's like color blocked. Hmm. Uh-huh. Retro. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, I went to a flower festival this weekend also. You know, I saw that on your Snapchat story, and I was gonna slide up and be like, what the fuck is with all the plants <laughs> in the a convention center? But like I didn't didn't what what was that i don't know we because we were going thrifting that day me and my Mm -hmm. friend um but then the night before she was like wait i just found (laughs) there's a flower festival do y'all want to go um and i was like yeah of course that sounds fun i don't know what happens at a flower festival but sure (laughs) i don't know what that entails (laughs) i'll go for the ride um and so we went and it was just full of plants like that's what it was it was like comic-con for different plants there was a guy it, it was like bob's tree nursery mm-hmm. and he just was selling trees there was food trucks Good and stuff bob. outside it was a lot of like li- like little petite grandmas 
oh. getting stuff for their garden, which was really fun. Uh, <laughs> that sounds so cute. Yeah, no, it was really cool. There was a lot of a lot of fun things. I mean, it was just a lot of cool plants to look at. There wasn't much else to do besides like walk around and look mm-hmm. at plants. There was this guy, and he was trying to sell me this thing that, like, keeps your gutter from getting all the leaves in it off of your roof. And I had to okay. be like, I live in a dorm. I <laughs> don't think I could put them on the gutters. <laughs> like, yeah, I, You I, definitely should have. I don't think that that is something I am allowed to do, nor can afford to do. And he was like, well, um, when you get a house, remember to, to get these for your gutters. And I was like, you know what? Me. I will. <laughs> I'll come back in 20 years. Yeah. And if you're open and or alive. <laughs> I'll get one from you. Who am I kidding? With this economy, probably more like 40 years. <laughs> yeah, no. Houses are a little far off right now. We can't afford housing. Woot woot. Woot woot. Um, what's another thing? Another thing. Hmm. My Stardew Valley obsession has come back um, with a fucking vengeance. I saw the. You sent me some yeah, pictures no, of problem. your houses. They're so cute. No, they're they're good. They are good. I did like all of Ginger Island in a day. <laughs> it was a problem. My sister called me. We were on the phone for like two hours talking about like her military stuff and where she's going and all that stuff. And she's been telling me about Elden Ring. Oh, no. Mel, I was like, Mel, I can't play that game. Like, I couldn't get past the tutorial of Dark Souls with help. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, but she's, like, lore dumping. Because my sister's, like, stupid good at video games. Um, But, like, she was lore dumping on me and stuff. And then I would just interject and be like, oh, I can make my Stardew Valley, va- <laughs> Valley cows pink with this mod. Like... <laughs> And that's the two types of people we are. You know, the world needs balance, so. <laughs> Literally. And it's my sister being good at Elden Ring and me having a Stardew Valley personality. Hey, you're top of the leaderboard in Magic School game. <laughs> I don't Magic Academy. <laughs> uh, my biggest accomplishment. <laughs> I'm going to walk into work tomorrow and be like, it's no big deal or whatever, but <laughs> it's that meme. It's like, these people don't know that I'm top of the leaderboard. <laughs> leaderboard and I know Magic Academy. <laughs> That's so funny. Make that a TikTok. Just be like, these losers <laughs> don't will. know that I. <laughs> these fucking losers don't even know who I am. These, these. I don't even know what I was about to say. These classmates don't even know that I am an epic gamer on Idle Magic School Game. Idle Magic School Game. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. I just Idle Magic Academy. But it's so funny the way you call it Magic School Game. <laughs> um. Oh, I started Brooklyn Nine Nine. How's that going? It's. It's okay. <laughs> I don't hate it. Yeah, I've only seen clips from it. Yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of passively enjoying it right now. I haven't started actively enjoying it yet. That's but fun. I'm also getting back into Adventure Time. 
I was just about to rewatch that. That's fun- so funny. Did you also see the TikTok lore bitch? I have seen her. I don't watch her very often. I do, a friend of mine just got finished the rewatch and has been talking mm. about it. And I'm like, you know what? I want to do that. <laughs> no, yeah. I saw her TikTok lore video and it was talking about like, it was, I saw the first one popped up on my, my feed and it was like the, the elements and stuff. I was like, that's so interesting. And I, I did see that one where she's talking about the, never, I never finished it. That's I never, like, I haven't seen every single episode, but, like, yeah. I know the plot plot of it, you know? I saw yeah. the beginning, the middle, and the end. I just missed a lot of the filler. Mm-hmm. Just because I didn't watch TV often, but I saw often enough to, like, keep up with what was happening. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you, like, all the, like, the, the underlying plot things that happen that, like, reveal the coolness of the world. <laughs> no, like, yeah, all the same. conspiracy behind it. Yeah, I don't know shit. And I really want to. Like, I just feel like it'd be... I just feel like it'd be cool to know. Yeah. To experience. Are you ready oh. to hop in? Yeah. Sto- it says my AirPods were used 25 minutes ago in my house. Huh. That means my iPads are... My AirPods are home, hopefully. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm ready to start if you are. Yeah, let's let's do it. What category do you have today? True crime. Is that right? Uh, I think so. It better be. Because that's what I have. <laughs> I have... What's yours? Other. No, yeah, it's right. These are the terrible episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that's not too wild today. At least I don't think. Hmm. I don't know. It's like, it's like our, um... Oh... You know, when when you do something really well, it's like our special skills. <laughs> coming in with the weird shit and me coming in with weird shit. Yeah. My weird shit's always during true crimes. That's fair. I haven't matched your level on anything else. <laughs> Dude, did I already tell you about my coworker on the podcast? Side note. What you mean? Um, so this new i'm not gonna say his name yet because i don't know if i can i'll ask him next time we work together new guy just hired Mm -hmm. like two weeks ago he's super nice but he's like really quiet and really shy um but he seems like a cool dude um someone told me that his oh i don't know if i can say that i'll tell you in private okay um but i so he comes in the other day and he's doing paperwork on the computer and i'm in the office like eating lunch like i'm on my break and randomly dead silence he goes so i started listening to your podcast (laughs) and i was like pardon like what i don't have a podcast (laughs) and he was like no yeah i was like no you didn't (laughs) and he was like yes i did and i was like my podcast (laughs) and he was like yeah and i was like no and he was like no yeah like i was like what is it called and he was like the morbid and the mundane and i was like fuck like <laughs> how wait how do you know so apparently one of my other coworkers, who i've mentioned on the podcast before natalie a fantastic human being in every feasible way um mentioned it like to him in passing like he was talking about um like serial killers and stuff and like what he like he's interested in true crime and all that stuff um and she was like you know mac is interested in all that stuff 
he was like, oh, that's cool, whatever. And Natalie was like, no, like, Mac Mac has a podcast about that stuff. <laughs> and he was like, oh, we're? And then they, like, traded podcast recommendations, and ours got, like, thrown into there. So now he's a listener. That's really fun. Isn't it? But it did give me a little bit of whiplash. Yeah, I'd be terrified if someone walked in and be like, I listen to your podcast and be like, I don't know. How did you know I have that? <laughs> that is- no, literally. I was like, um, sir, it's... This is a Wendy's drive through like. <laughs> but no, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. That is. He, um, we were talking about the Amato case. Oh. And that's how I, I know knew that he wasn't one. lying. <laughs> but no, it was fun. Shall we start? <laughs> I was just like, what? What is your hints for today? Okay. I think you're going to know this one. Mm, bad way to start. <laughs> Might not guess it. I'm not going to guess to start. it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, it's... How do I tell you these hints without giving it away? That's... Okay, so first, it happens in the 90s, okay? Okay. Super famous mass media coverage okay um one of the most famous crimin- criminal cases of the late 20th century criminals insane crimin- criminals <laughs> criminals criminals insane coverage okay um just recently had like a newfound resurgence specifically on tiktok Because a lot of people think that there's um, wrongful imprisonment involved. Is it the the brothers? Yeah. Oh, I don't know their name, but I the brothers. Yeah. No, I was like, how do I say that there's two people involved without, you know, revealing it that it's the Menendez brothers? Yeah, I couldn't think of their name. I knew it started with an M, too. But mm-hmm. yeah, I have seen a ton of that on TikTok. No, yeah, and this case is insane. Like, I already knew a lot about it because it's incredibly famous. But I I didn't know that it went this fucking hard, dude. (laughs) Like, wow. Um, Which is why this is a perfect segue for the trigger warnings. (laughs) Um, Wow. Like... We, I usually only trigger warning if there's children involved or, like, sexual abuse or torture. You could classify this as all three. Ooh. Um, so, yeah. But, so we're actually covering two, two people today, brothers. But I'm going to start by talking about their dad. Okay. So, his name is Jose Enrique Menendez. Um, he was born May 6th, 1944. He is a Taurus in Havana, Cuba. But he he doesn't stay in Cuba forever. He's When he turns 16, it's right after the Cuban Revolution starts, he moves to the U.S. Okay. He actually lived in the attics of his cousin's house until he was able to get a, uh, a scholarship to the University of Southern Illinois for swimming. That's cool. Right? And this is where he meets uh, Mary Louise Anderson, but everyone calls her Kitty. (laughs) Yeah. No explanation as to why. Um, Tried to find one. Couldn't. 
So Kitty is a beauty pageant queen, but like Jose woos her. Um, they get married in 1963 and move to New York City. Okay. Hold on. There is a spelling error here, and I need to make sure. Do, 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 do. Elevator music. That's not how you spell that. Stupid. <laughs> what happened? Not fucking grammarly. <laughs> what? Okay. Anyway, anyway. Frick, fuck it. So, Jose, um, they get married in 1963, him and Kitty, and then they move to New York City. So, in New York, Jose gets an accounting degree from Queens College. So, the the timelines here are, like, weird. Because, so, for a while, they lived in New York, and then they live in, um, uh, New Jersey is next. And then they go to Los Angeles. But, like, some of the sources got the timelines like a little weird okay as to like who was born where and like when the moves happened so it's just like a disclaimer i tried to write down as much as i could but um i believe the first son is born in new york okay i believe so He, so Jose starts to become this like entertainment executive um, and they have their first son together. His name is Joseph Lyle, but he goes by his middle name, Lyle. Um, he's born January 10th, 1968. He's a Capricorn. Okay. So after he's born, quit, uh, Kitty actually quits her job. She was a teacher, but she quits so that she can be like a stay-at-home mom or whatever. And then they end up moving to New Jersey, I believe. Okay. I'm 90% sure that one brother was born in New York and the other was born in New Jersey. One source said that they were both born in New Jersey. I do not think that's what happened. Um, but, so, New Jersey is where their second son is born. His name is Eric. He's born November 27th, 1970, and he is a Sagittarius. Capricorn so, the and a Sagittarius. Capricorn and a Sag. So, the family lives in Hopewell Township, and both of the brothers went to Princeton Day School. Okay. But they move again, though, because this time, Jose took this career opportunity as an, a corporate entertainment executive. His jobs are also very confusing because he got an accounting degree, and then where the... Let me rephrase that. What he, where, what he was working, depending on what state he was in, is kind of foggy at times but i'm pretty sure that he moves to beverly hills to become the entertainment executive though one source quoted kitty as saying that they moved from new jersey so that he could get a job in the movie business unclear yeah um it's all good (laughs) yeah but so they moved to beverly hills um the house that he and kitty live in is one of the most expensive it's like on the most expensive block elton john actually used to own it um so did michael jackson and maybe prince jeez Um, no yeah 
so no it's it's a big ass house dude it's literally they call it the beverly hills mansion in all of the articles um (laughs) eric starts to go to beverly hills high um his grades are average but he's like weirdly good at tennis (laughs) um lyle was a star princeton player who went went to princeton um seemed destined for a business career Eric was even better at tennis and actually wound up nationally ranked in his age bracket for a hot second there. Uh, but the boys didn't have really any choice but to be successful because, like, dad was strict. Yeah. Um, he was known as hard driving. He'd work his children to the bone in athletics and in everything else. Um, their former swim coach actually said that Jose was so completely overbearing that it had the opposite effect um that eric had a lot less self-confidence because nothing he ever did was good enough oh no and once they move to california eric actually starts to get into some trouble he starts um getting in with some teenage delinquents and he's actually involved in like a string of burglaries oh and lyle enrolls at princeton but is suspended for a year for plagiarism oh no, yeah, like some shit goes down with these boys. They're struggling. Um, but all that aside, at the ages of 18 and 21, um, some shit happens, specifically on August 20th of 1989. <laughs> oh, no. Jose and Kitty are, I'm not even going to pretend like we know that they did this. Um, Jose and Kitty are sleeping on the sofa in the den of their Beverly Hills mansion lyle and eric enter both carrying shotguns um they shoot jose in the back of the head with a mossberg 20 gauge uh shotgun this wakes kitty up she gets up and they shoot her in the knees so she'll fall um and then they shoot her several times in the arm chest and face she was unrecognizable jesus um they leave and then they don't come back until later in the evening when they do lyle calls the police and says that someone killed his parents oh (laughs) the police show up and the brothers say that someone killed them while they were away when the officers responded to the 911 call actually they found eric sobbing on the lawn before they went inside oh whoa that's um in in their story they went to see batman Um, And then went to the Taste of L.A. Festival in the Santa Monica Civic Auditorium. Did they really go do all that? (laughs) Probably not. Like, maybe. I don't know. You you murder your parents and then go see Batman. (laughs) Literally. So, to the police, there's no clear evidence that the brothers are involved at all. So there wasn't, like, any residue tests. Like, there's, they're not suspects at first, believe it or not. That's weird, yeah. Like, n- not at all, actually. Um, not for a few months. Because at first, the police thought that their dad was involved in, like, some shady business dealings. Oh. Was yeah. he? Unclear. <laughs> like, that was the first immediate assumption. So, like, there was probably some shit going on. Like, even um, just stuff to be suspicious of. Yeah, so huh. they also investigated mob leads oh. was the other suspect that they had. Um, there were some business rivals, and apparently there was some porn executive who, like, had beef with Jose. Huh. Um, 
but like the more the investigation went on the more police thought the brothers were perpetrators yeah so we're 15 minutes into this story and the murder has already begun and ended yeah so (laughs) because the majority of this case did not gain notoriety for like the type of crime or like it's there it's not there's nothing crazy they shot their parents yeah the majority of this case gets the attention it does for the trial huh because the trial is batshit <laughs> dude so strap the fuck in i'm here i'm ready uh, but so within the day uh within a few days of the death lyle and eric go to the family's bank to try and get their hands on their parents will okay um, with their parents' money at their disposal, they go on, like, this crazy spending spree. Um, <laughs> specifically, like, Lyle buys a Rolex, uh, Gee, a Porsche, <laughs> a $132,000 townhouse in New Jersey. Fleeing. He also bought a Buffalo Wing restaurant um, in New Jersey called Chuck's Spring Street Cafe. Huh. Um, Eric, meanwhile, starts to... Um, he goes back into tennis, and he pays for a full-time tennis coach and starts to compete in tournaments in Israel. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. So, they eventually leave the Beverly Hills mansion. They also start living... They in, they buy condom, condos that are, like, adjoined. Okay. In uh, Marina Del Rey. Other notable things is that they did drive their mom's car, which was a, Merce- a Mercedes-Benz convertible, around Los Angeles. They ate out expensively. They also went on overseas trips to the Caribbean and London. Um, they also found evidence suggesting that the brothers had purchased the two shotguns days before the murder with a stolen ID that Lyle had gotten from one of his classmates at Princeton. Ooh. Yeah. So the police want a confession. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, So they get one of Eric's friends from high school, also a tennis buddy, (laughs) named Craig. I'm going to butcher his last name, but I'm trying to sound it out. I'm I'm 90% sure it's Signorelli. Okay. It's Italian. Yeah, that sounds cool. I don't know what it looks like. (laughs) I can't tell you if you're wrong or not. (laughs) But they get Craig to wear a wire while they go have lunch. And Craig just, like, point-blank period asks Eric if he killed his parents. And Eric says no. I mean, that was bold (laughs) for Craig, though. Yeah, like, point-blank period. Craig got the assignment, and he did it. So. He may not have understood. No, but he did it. Completely. He was there to do a job, and he did the job. We can't be mad at him. He he saw it to completion and that's all we really could have asked of him yeah um so eric does confess to someone though so who after those burglaries i mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. eric had been court ordered to see a therapist he told his therapist sure did (laughs) um so his therapist his name is jerome aziel um so after the murders jerome reaches out to eric again and starts like meeting meetings again and 
Eric admits to some level of guilt for ki- for the death of his parents. And Jerome doesn't tell the cops. Um, he tells his mistress. Huh. Interesting. Dude, this shit is like a movie. So Jerome tells his mistress and doesn't, like, officially do anything, right? Nice. Um, and then he starts to see somehow both brothers he's um, both of them yeah he gets both of the brothers on tape admitting to the murder whoa and eric says they did it to put their mother out of her misery lyle made it clear that they were both involved but here's the kicker he still didn't go to the police what happened was he was abusing his mistress who called it off and then went to the cops with either a copy of the tape or the original what no like straight up some like movie movie shit yeah that's weird she brings it to the cops i don't know if she wanted to get jerome in trouble for like not telling any like yeah what her i like if she was trying to tell and he was abusing her because she was trying to tell yeah i don't that's weird yeah so Lyle's arrested on March 8th of 1990. Eric is actually in Israel on a tennis tournament at this time, <laughs> but when he comes back three days later, he also turns himself in. Okay. Oh, he turns himself in. Yeah. Okay. And both of them are held without bail, separate from each other. Okay. Smart. Don't let them conspire. <laughs> but then the question became, were these tapes admissible in court? Oh. Doctor patient confidentiality. Huh. So interesting, are right? They? So I always thought the rule was like if you're a danger to yourself or others, then there's like mandated reporting. I don't know if it was the same way in the nineties. Yeah. Um figuring out if these tapes were admissible in court took two full years. Jeez. Um. Because at first Why they gotta make the law so confusing? that um in august of 1990 a judge james albrecht ruled that the tapes between them were admissible um they ruled that because lyle had allegedly threatened him they violated the doctor patient privilege the ruling was appealed though um and then delayed the case for a for two full years so like the original the original um verdict happened the same year the appeal and then all the delays and all the stuff is what pushed it back eventually it's ruled that two out of the three tapes were admissible okay it's unclear as to what was actually contained on them in on wikipedia it says all of them except the the one where eric says they did it um but Hmm. another article said that out of the two two of the tapes out of the three it included lyle's admission of guilt okay so either way the court had something it just probably wasn't the official like no yeah i did it yeah not the full picture right the supreme court actually was the one who had to rule on the tapes like the soup it got all the way to the fucking supreme court and they ruled that most of the tapes were admissible, except the one where Eric talks about the murders. Oh. 
So after this, the grand jury issued indictments on December of 1992. They charged the brothers with the murders of their parents. And this becomes national TV. Okay. For the next four or five months, dude. Jeez. Like, it, dude, no, this case was a lot. Um, so it was because there was this station called Court TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in 1993 so the network carried not only the trial but it was hours of coverage before and after each day's proceeding um so it was like it was fueling the obsession with what was going on with these boys um and one of the quotes said that it had all of the elements of a great primetime soap opera (laughs) quote a rich family torn apart by scandal two handsome and mysterious young men a grisly crime and psycho psychodrama galore yeah like we were saying it's a movie no literally and apparently all of america agreed (laughs) and tiktok yeah so this is this is why tiktok got latched on though so the uh, the brothers were originally tried separately Mm-hmm. With a jury for each brother. But they were represented by the same woman. Her name is Leslie um, Abramson. Abramson. She kind of becomes like, if we're pretending this is a TV show, she becomes like one of the stars during the trial. She really okay. starts to stand out. Um, she, so her argument was that the two were acting in self-defense after growing up in a violent and traumatizing home okay the story is that they're driven to murder by a lifetime of abuse by their parents hands and more so sexual abuse at the hands of their father so the defect the description of their dad was that he was a cruel perfectionist and a pedophile meanwhile their mom was enabling, selfish, mentally unstable, an alcoholic, a drug addict. Um, they really went in on Kitty. Like yeah, she's a hustle of a woman, a broken wife, a useless mother who was devastated by Jose's many affairs. Jeez, they were tearing her apart. Yeah. They even went on to say that she occasionally would encourage their father's behavior, would even sometimes be violent towards the boys. That's, yeah that's gross yeah but so at first it looks like oh this is just them like grasping at straws or something to try and justify this like self-defense charge like maybe they're lying maybe they're making it up Mm -hmm. and then family members start stepping forward oh no and testifying for them uh one of their cousins came forward his name is andy kano he testified that eric told him about the abuse when they were kids and they both described it as a penis massage yeah this is a lot bro um another cousin so this is um kitty had a sister and this is Kitty's sister's daughter. Her name is Diane Vandermolen. Um, she testified that she once, this is the cousin, mm-hmm. once told Kitty about the molestation. Um, so Diane was 17 at the time and Lyle was 8 
at the time this happened. Quote, One night I was in my room changing the sheets in my bed, and Lyle came in. He became very serious about asking me if he could sleep in the other bed next to mine, and saying that he was afraid to sleep in his own bed because his father and him had been touching each other down there, indicating that it was his genital area. That, oh. So afterwards, Diane goes to Kitty, and with what Lyle says, and, quote, By her demeanor, I could tell that she was not believing any of this, and she went downstairs, and Lyle had already gotten into the bed next to mine, and she went ahead and yanked him by the arm and took him back upstairs, and I never heard anything else about that. Mm. No. Yeah. And that is from, um, not those quotes, that was with ABC News after, but Diane did officially go on, like, the wikipedia you know how like they put their sources at the bottom yeah it's all like official court testimony like you click those links and it brings you to the video of their official testimonies whoa it's fucking crazy so um neighbors coaches family members friends all took the stand to paint this picture of jose as like a demanding and abusive father one of the quotes was that he had a strict rule in his household that no one was allowed to go down the hall of their home if he was behind closed doors with one of his sons oh yeah no so some of this is kind of graphic um i did not include the worst of it by any means oh no so it's important to me that we both Lyle and Eric were on the stand for days. Days. One article I read said that Lyle was on the stand for 14 days total. Whoa. Um and they were painting this like very grueling, gruesome picture of this abuse. So Lyle specifically, um who's the older brother, he said that his father would bring him into the bathroom and force him onto his knees to perform oral sex. Oh. But the abuse stopped for Lyle when he was eight. And at first he didn't realize that it was because his father turned to Eric. Oh. And if you want that math, that was when Eric was five years old. Jeez. Eric said that his father would go as far as to stick him with needles or tacks during some of the sexual acts, and that if Eric refused, his dad would come back with a knife and threaten him. Eric's abuse also allegedly went on for a lot longer than Lyle's. One source said it went up until the time of the murder when Eric was 18. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's literally 13 years of sexual abuse. Yeah, that's crazy. No, yeah. In the same court cousin's testimony, she said that the brothers would also fight over who got to sleep in bed with their mom when their dad was gone, um, even though, like, up until they were teenagers. Oh, no. But even Kitty's sister spoke out about the molestation. Um, quote, I loved my sister very much and have been so very sorry that she was not strong enough to take care of her children when they needed her protection. 
Kitty must have felt tremendous shame and guilt knowing her husband's sexual dysfunction went beyond affairs. Our family tragedy should be a lesson to all on the destructive effects of child abuse and molestation, whether they are wealthy or not. Yeah. Shit goes hard. But it gets worse. No. The defense had physical evidence, not just testimonies. What? Pictures. That's awful. They found pictures? Nude sexual pictures of both of the boys' genitals as children taken by their father. Yeah. Uh, It was just of their, like, private parts? Or was it, like, doing stuff? Gonna be honest, didn't want to dig that hard. That's fair. That's fair. It was described as traumatic and I was like, no, yeah, no. just the words on my screen are making me want to cancel the podcast. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. So the boys also testify about the night of the murder. Okay. And so the sources kind of differ on, like, the semantics of it. We know it related to the abuse. Um, one source said that... They confronted their dad about the abuse. Oh, like they and their, they went in there to like ask. Or like, well, it's, it's either days before or like the evening of. Okay. So one, so it it varies depending on the source, and all of these are like pretty reputable. Like obviously, I looked on Wikipedia, but I was also on ABC News, like Rolling Stone. Um, what was the other one? fame like news articles and shit like that like it's yeah i'm not like on grungy websites but (laughs) they disagree on exactly the semantics okay in one version they confronted their dad a few days before the shooting about the abuse and their dad's reaction led them to believe that he'd be willing to keep to kill them to keep it private Does that make sense? Wait, say it one more time. So they, in this version of events, they confronted their dad about the abuse. And the way their dad reacted, unclear of exactly what, whether he said something or did something, but the boys fully believed that their dad would be willing to kill them to keep the sexual abuse a secret. Okay, yeah. In another version of events, the actual physical abuse started up again or in eric's case maybe it never really stopped yeah but like might have gotten worse um okay but regardless there was some confrontation with their father either days before or the night of about the abuse um before the murders before the murders And it was around this time that they also found out that their parents were keeping rifles in their bedrooms. Huh. And this is that that's why they bought the shotguns for their protection Mm -hmm. is what they said, because they fully believed that their dad would be willing to kill them to keep this shit. Especially after confronting him. Yeah. Huh. That's. So in one version of the story, the last confrontation happens inside the den on August 20th of 1989. Apparently, at the end of this one, their dad closed the den door 
and this was weird for him they got paranoid that he would kill them Mm -hmm. so they went inside the house and loaded their shot they went outside of the house loaded the shotguns and according to eric quote as i went into the room i just started firing oh yeah so the um one source i read said that like eric and lyle hadn't even like talked about it they just kind of understood that this was what was happening Mm -hmm. like there was never a conversation of like oh so we're going in there to kill them right yeah um it it literally just happened um so the defense was relying on what they called an imperfect self-defense law which argued that the brothers had an honest but unreasonable belief that their life was in danger okay so it's like it it probably wasn't that li- that uh, Jose was going to kill them, at least not that night, but it was an honest thought that yeah. they had based on how they had been abused as children. The, the paranoia wasn't based in nothing. Yeah. And so another thing, a full disclosure. I tried really hard to do my due diligence on the prosecution because I was like, I don't want to be one of those people who just reads up on the defense because that's usually what everyone focuses on Mm -hmm. the prosecution though in all of the articles i read like there was a lot of different quotes um a lot of different like i saw one quote that said that they believed um one of the brothers was like a pathological liar um one of them said that the other brother was like a sociopath and all this stuff like it just what it felt weird yeah, especially but why I found, the other people are showing, like, this is what happened to them their whole lives. Right. And I so I had two articles that seemed reputable that I hodgepodged together to give me the prosecution and then Wikipedia details scattered throughout. Because that seemed a lot safer than just hodgepodging in all these quotes about, like, no, he was a sociopath mm-hmm. and he had a... You know, like, because there wasn't evidence to support any of those claims. It was just, like, weird circumstantial shit. Yeah. Um, But the prosecution's main argument was that it was all for financial gain. So the estimate that of what they spent between the murders and their arrest was about $700,000. And they supported their claims, like, the the whole going to get the will days after, the the fact that their dad had, like, a $5 million life insurance plan. And through complications, they weren't allowed to collect on it, but they did try. Um, the, the lavish spending right after, like, their whole argument was that their dad's net worth was insane, and they were set to inherit everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did spend a lot right after. So that also gets kind of hazy, though, because in the family member's testimony, they said, like, yes, they did spend a lot, but that was always what they did. Uh, yeah, like, I could also see that. Like, they're used to, they went, they ate fancy places because they always yeah. ate fancy places. The, they said that the expensive taste was a thing that they'd always had and that the spending habits, like, weren't a new venture. Okay. Okay. So Lyle's prosecutor, Pam, um, Pam, Pam Bozenich, argued that men could not be raped because they lacked the necessary equipment to be raped. Huh? 
that was a that was a quote the wikipedia link to that source because i was like show me the source um straight up like court testimony she really said that in like more words but yeah that's insane like that physically you could not rape a man which is simply not true yeah and also like (laughs) disgusting (laughs) yeah that's awful and that's the other problem with this case specifically is that the prosecution were really just like not good people (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a terrible quote that's atrocious to be like "Mm, no they just can't that can't happen to them they're lying but right. there's people are testifying that it happened and there's photos and you can be like mm, but that's not real what no literally um it was gross and when i read it i was like yeah like, no Mm-mm, that's gross um, this next quote is almost worse though mm. um and it was also, once again, directly links to, like, straight-up court testimony. I just went back and pulled it up again to double-check that I was not lying. No, yeah, the first one links to the jury's instructions, um, her quote, Pam's quote, and then um, Eric's prosecutor's quote links directly to um, the rebuttal testimony. Like, it's it's a whole thing. Um, Eric's prosecutor, prosecutor was like, Pam, Pam said some dark shit let me one up her no his name is lester kuriyama and he suggested that eric was actually a homosexual and the sexual abuse was all happened and consensual Uh, as he was five as a child he was five yeah because that was the other thing like um lyle's prosecutor because neither prosecutor is saying that it didn't happen like less or like pam lyle's prosecutor is saying that like um maybe it happened but it can't it's not rape because you can't rape a man yeah lester is, is saying it, pam? literally lester is saying like yeah but maybe he liked it though yeah he he's going the extra step to be like no he wanted this to happen no yeah it's fucking gross that's awful <laughs> oh it gets so much worse um I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. Like, I hate this. Oh, um, no. So it's pretty fucked. The prosecution, like, they really were like, let me dig this hole. So they go on to say that, uh, and that his mother had to give him a deadline to get a girlfriend. Okay. And Eric, so that that quote linked to um, an article that I did read and it was how Eric felt about all of the accusations that he was gay. Because in the court, there was a lot of um, not even really gray area. L- Eric essentially was saying that the sexual abuse had really, like, fucked with his perception of his sexuality. Okay. Like, he'd been raped for so long that he didn't know anything yeah like he wasn't saying he was gay or straight or even somewhere in between he really was just like no i i I really don't know how to perceive my sexuality yeah i mean and that's Um, fair when you're traumatized like that no literally and it's like if your first perception of sex is abuse it's not like (laughs) you're not gonna want to do it again (laughs) right um but even after like the the deadline to get a girlfriend quote 
Eric like literally did go out and get a girlfriend because his mom told him to that day. Like he he was like determined to like be a good son to an extent. Like not as much as Lyle. Lyle was described in a lot of the articles as like the golden boy. Like he was trying really hard for his dad's approval. That's Eric was great. more of like the problem child. <laughs> but um so Koriyama goes on to say that if Eric Menendez is gay, that would explain how he could have described to the jurors the various sex acts that his father, or that he testified his father forced him to perform. <laughs> so he's saying that because he knows what was happening is called, that he's gay? He's saying that because he could describe the rape, that... <laughs> that would explain like he if he was gay that would explain why he could describe the rape but like okay <laughs> well no koreyama's a fucking idiot yeah no <laughs> some none of that's adding up at all and it was oh it was so the judge did come in clutch a little bit here so the reason that links to the rebuttal and not actual testimony is because the judge kind of barred this line of questioning okay um because so the prosecution went through like a five month period for permission because they were like we want to the quote was like explore the sensitive issue at length they wanted to like question eric like hardcore like did you like it oh that's awful like kind of shit um and the defense attorney Leslie went like hard against it she said that this tactic was disgusting that it was inappropriate and all this shit and the judge agreed with her but he did let Koriyama like drop that ball in during like his closing statements Ew. so like he was allowed to mention it it just wasn't questioning okay I mean that's better than letting him question him but like why let him say it at all because it's just not that ain't adding up chief the math ain't math no (laughs) the prosecution really did the fucking most the devil works hard their prosecution (laughs) works harder yeah that's like awful because the thing that got me was the prosecution did not argue against the abuse happening in any quote that i could see okay like yes they were arguing like that maybe so and so was a sociopath and like there was one article i read that looked kind of sketchy that was like they made the whole thing up and i was like but then how did they get you know the kitty dick pics like yeah anyway um and like if they really made all that because there was others there was some sketchy shit that uh, i saw once it was only in one source and i looked at 10 okay um or more than 10 but it was one source that said eric was encouraging people to lie for him and i was like but if that could be proven true that that'd be an immediate mistrial yeah like anyway (laughs) so the trial ends with two deadlocked juries jeez and the district attorney announced immediately that there'd be a retrial okay this time though it was different are they tried together yes okay (laughs) they are tried together with one jury And the judge did not allow, his name is Stanley Weisberg, he did not allow any cameras in the courtroom. Okay. 
Interestingly, though, this time the mistress testified on the defense. Huh. She said that the doctor, you know, the man she was sleeping with, had manipulated the brothers into a confession. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know where she came from. I don't know what she wanted. All I know is that during the second trial, the judge did not allow much of any defense testimony about the sexual abuse. Okay, why? And he also did not allow the jury to vote on a manslaughter charge instead of a murder one. It had to be murder and they weren't allowed to talk about abuse. But... (laughs) Okay. So, I was digging for any explanation i could find the only one that i could the only thing that i i found that might explain why the judge ruled this way was that because remember i called it an imperfect self-defense law or in in imperfect self-defense uh whatever Mm mm-hmm I saw one source that said that, because, you know, courts operate on um, precedents. Yeah, whatever happened before. Exactly. I saw one source that said there was another case that had used a similar imperfect self-defense thing, and they voted against it, so he had to say, like, no, that can't be your defense. Oh, no. And I don't know if that's the case. It was only in one source, and it was also a news article. It wasn't, like, testimony or anything, so I don't mm-hmm. know really, but... I could, I, like, um, I could see that, but... Yeah, I still... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Continue. I don't know where I stand <laughs> there. Okay. Um, so... With the the disallowing of, you know, the defense. Yeah. Shutting it um, down. <laughs> uh, they, they were convicted, both of them were convicted on two counts of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Um, in the penalty phase, they were sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Um, the jury said that the abuse was not a factor in the deliberations, but they agreed not to impose the death penalty because neither brother had had a, a, a true criminal record or a history of violence. Okay. Um, but the, this jury, unlike the two previous, completely rejected the idea that this was out of fear. Um, despite any evidence, despite any testimony, they thought that the brothers killed their parents for daddy's money. That sucks that they can't talk about the abuse. Mm-hmm. Because that... like i don't i don't like that i don't like that they can just be like you can we have to retry but this time we're gonna take away your entire argument yeah you just don't get to defend yourself (laughs) yeah you come be defense again but don't defend them but it's like as i was reading i can see why this case leaves a bad taste in so many people's mouths because it's just weird yeah like the way that this 
was chosen to happen in all of the articles like i could clearly tell which ones agreed with the verdicts and which ones didn't yeah because all of the ones that thought the brothers were rightfully imprisoned would talk about how like the defense was all emotional it was all playing on emotions and the prosecution was all facts and it was like i mean yeah like if you want to boil it down to that like sure the defense had a lot more testimony and i'm sure that the prosecution had like bank statements and stuff yeah but, like, you can't pretend that they didn't prove that these boys were being molested. Yeah. The, the, they, they, <laughs> while a lot of it was testimony, they had pictures, too, to, like, back yeah. up the testimony. I don't know. But, yeah. So, um, during one of the phases of the trial, apparently the boy's lawyer actually like told one of this was a weird quote but told a witness to like edit his own notes like unclear of what that meant like if she wanted him to take better notes or change something in his notes i don't know all i know is that whatever she did was apparently a problem and the district's attorney's office ultimately decided like not to investigate her or prosecute her in any way but like it was weird and because of that um, the brothers filed a motion for a mistrial. For another and mistrial? Said, yeah, they said that her... They tried to, like, latch onto the misconduct, and they were like, her misconduct made us have ineffective representation, is what they said. Okay. Um, it was dismissed. Damn. So now there's, like, a sea of appeals where... So they're sentenced... Um, and then it's consecutive sentences for the murders and the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Um, in February of 1998, they upheld the murder convictions. In May of 1998, they declined to, the court of California, I mean, declined to review the case. Um, the brothers filed habeas corpus petitions with the Supreme Court of California. It was denied in 1999. Um, they filed separate habeas corpus corporate positions um, in the United States District Court. <laughs> May 4th, 2003, a magistrate judge recommended the denial of the petition, um, and the district court adopted the recommendation. Um, they decided to appeal the United States Court of Appeals in the Ninth Circuit on September 7th, 2005. A three-judge panel denied both of the habeas corpus petitions. Jeez. Yeah. So, California Corrections separated them into different prisons, and they were considered maximum security, so they were segregated from the other prisoners. And they were in separate prisons until February of 2018. Wow. So, Lyle was moved. He was at Mule Creek State Prison, in northern california he was moved to richard j donovan correctional facility in san diego county so they were in the same prison but in different housing units all right and then two months later they're moved into the same housing unit and get to see each other for the first time in 22 years wow so when they were reunited they literally just like burst into tears and held each other for like a long ass time oh um the unit they were housed in was reserved for inmates who had agreed to participate in education and rehab programs 
I also saw um, some article. I thought it was important to note. Oh, actually, I'll talk about that last. I'll talk about that last. Each brother did get married. Um, they had, like, pen pals, essentially. Eric married his pen pal. Her name is Tammy Sackerman in 1999. Um, Lyle had two women who were willing to marry him. His her name One of them uh, was Anna Erickson. She was a formal mo- former model. They did get married. They divorced a year later when she found out he'd been writing to other women. <laughs> and then Rebecca Sneed, a journalist who he got married to in 2003. Um, some of those kind of feel gross. Like one of the women, I believe it's Tammy, um, like wrote a book called like Mr. or Mrs. Menendez and like does interviews and shit. But Eric apparently like edited the book for her and all this stuff so he had input yeah um and i think it's about her and him's relationship and not about like the actual murder um but i also saw i'm 90 percent sure it's lyle i'm gonna try and find the article to put in the google drive when i release the this episode but i'm pretty sure it's lyle um started like a self-help group for people in prison who were victims of child sexual abuse Mm -hmm. um he said that it wasn't therapy but that it was like trying to come like he was trying to help other people come to terms with like why their abuse is what put them where they did and it's like a a group it's like a safe place for um people who were abused as children and um there's some articles that talk about like how how eric has forgiven his father maybe not like the quote was funny it was or not funny it was but it was like he was saying that he did forgive his father not sure about his mom though (laughs) but like they seem to be moving on but tiktok got a hold of this case yeah and it it was mentioned in almost every article that there's like a new wave of people calling their representatives and things to try and get a court to relook at these brothers' cases. Cause like, cause there was also a documentary, a few documentaries, but there was um, like I know specifically a documentary just came out on Hulu with Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, but like all these documentaries that have been coming out has re-pissed a bunch of people off yeah because a lot of people believe that they were wrongfully imprisoned and like they should have been punished but they were victims yeah um where do you stand no that is they they did something wrong and they don't get Mm -hmm. to go scot-free but there's also to be like defend them but don't defend them you know yeah. <laughs> the difference there is that they were abused and they needed help and they were trapped and they did something that they thought was you know like had they could back up like they they mm-hmm. they felt scared in some sense yeah and what they did was not founded in that in real life but to just be like no you can't talk about the reasons they did it (laughs) right literally that's just so crazy to me because they might have gotten a less lesser sentence i like 
I agree, though. They should have served some sort of punishment for what they did. But I don't know. Life without the possibility of parole. Yeah. And also narrowly avoiding the death penalty. Yeah, that's crazy that they were almost put to death for something that seems to be caused by a lifetime of being abused. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, like, the... I wonder if the case would have panned out the same way had it not been sensationalized on TV. Yeah. Like, if it was more of, like, a we have to put them behind bars because it's broadcast to literally all of America. Yeah. Um, Because people have gotten lesser sentences for more. Like... Mm Mm-hmm. I saw one quote that I liked where it was um, during the first trial, the quote was that Jose was on trial just as much as they were. Yeah. Because all of the testimony was about how he was abusing the fuck out of these kids. Yeah. Like, up until adulthood in Eric's case, allegedly. Mm -hmm. I don't think that was ever proven. But, like, if he had... Because if... If their timeline is correct, which, judging by other testimonies, it seems like it was, that means he started molesting Eric when he was five. Yeah. And if he kept going until that kid was 18? Like, no wonder he's troubled. Yeah. No. You're molesting him. And especially if what they say is about the confrontation is true. Like, if their dad Mm -hmm. said something that was like, I'd rather kill you than that come to light. And all of a sudden, their dad's doing something weird. And they found rifles in the house. That, like, I, there's reason to be paranoid, you know? And I think that That. was what the defense was saying. It was like, while the paranoia might not have been what was best for the situation, they had reason to, to reach that conclusion. You know, mm-hmm. that to them, they were defending themselves. Right. And it's like, I don't know. The case is icky. Yeah, that's so weird. Isn't it? Huh. Yeah, I did not know all the details. I had seen it a lot when it blew up on TikTok, of course. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah. I just, like, I know what they look like. Because <laughs> I've seen the picture a thousand times. Yeah. On TikTok. Talk. Couldn't say Tic-tac. that. Tic-tac. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, that's wild. And I knew, like, TikTok's yeah. whole thing was, like, they were wrongfully put in prison. I was like, I'll circle back to this. So right. thank you for, for <laughs> beating me to it and circling back for me. You're welcome. <laughs> no, yeah. I, don't, I still don't know how to feel about it because I don't want to be one of those people who, like, you know, they killed someone. Yeah. And we know that. Like, they admitted to it, and they do deserve to be punished for that. I just, it's kind of like a gray area of, like, what is preemptive self-defense still self-defense? Yeah. I mean, and there's also the case that they thought he was in that room, closed the door to, like, set something up for them, you know? Yeah. Like. And that's the thing. Like, is it. Is it still self-defense if you're doing it preemptively? 
like if you and that was the the other thing was like un an unreasonable but honest belief like they believed that they were going to be hurt and tried to beat them to the punch but is that just is that just cause for murder to say like well i thought he was going to kill me yeah and because that usually the self-defense thing is if there's no other option right and they might have felt that there's no other option especially if you're like in a in panic mode you might be like there's nothing else i can do to escape this so that's why it's so hard because psychologically it's they didn't just wake up and they're like, I'm going to kill someone. It's like, if they were abused like they were, it was, I've been trapped in this my whole life. Right. <laughs> and you're trying to escape that. So I think, I think that is such a vital part of their defense. Mm-hmm. And to be like, you can't, you can't use that material anymore. That. Okay, but then why can the other people say, like, rape isn't real? Why can they still <laughs> that. say that? Their quotes were just yucky. Yeah, I that's... know it was the 90s, but, like, come on. Yeah. What? Like, men can't... Like, straight up with her whole chest was, like, a man simply cannot be raped. They don't have the proper equipment. I just... I don't get how that's even, like, a concept. What do you mean, the right equipment? Yeah. <laughs> But, like, there are people who legitimately believe that. And it's like, you're the reason why toxic masculinity exists, Pam. Like, (laughs) no. Men can be victims. Yes. That's, yeah, those quotes are wild. And then the next guy was like, not only did did it not happen, but you liked it. That's Which is just yucky. Poor Eric. When I read that article that was talking about, like, his feelings about that specifically, it said that he just, like, listened in silence and did not react at all to, like, them saying that shit. Uh, And it just made me feel so bad. Like, imagine having to sit in a courtroom and be told that you liked the fact that you were raped for literally 13 years of your life. Yeah, that's crazy. That's gross. But they could still argue that. That's what I don't like. That blatant misinformation. <laughs> and just like, <laughs> at some point, that slander, too, to just be like, you liked it. Mm, yeah. Like, and, but they're like, mm, they can keep doing that. But you guys over here getting like testimonies and photographs, like evidence, stop that. We can't have any of that. <laughs> that. And that's the the other thing that gets me with that is, like, if your whole testimony is built on, like, oh, they they wanted the money, um, we can tell because after they killed them, they bought a Porsche. But every family member is taking the stand, like, no, they just liked to spend money they like that. They always spent, yeah. And, I mean, if uh, they had rich parents. And it's like. Yeah, they're going to spend money. Like, his dad their dad was like loaded loaded like he was a music executive yeah he lived in a huge house in beverly he lived in elton john's fucking house yeah he had money and i'm sure that they had you know access to some of that and it's like yes they were rich and i'm sure that that amount of money was like infallible to like the court and stuff so it's like it's hard to really process that sheer amount of money Mm -hmm. um get that 
so? Yeah. <laughs> Why does that mean they can't argue defend defending them why can't why even go to court if you're like you can't defend them but we're gonna retry anyway no yeah and that's the other thing is like the the mistrial thing like i i i feel like the the reason that they were retried instead of just like you know life without parole was because it was so sensationalized and like they needed an ending yeah um get that understand but like come on dude did you need to i don't know yeah because the i don't know i don't know i don't know how i feel it leaves a very sour taste in my mouth because on one hand it's like oh shit they were abused but on the other hand it's like but they literally murdered people yeah but i and definitely like, believe I, they like, should have been punished in some sense i think my problem is that it doesn't feel like they got a fair trial that like if they got a fair trial and were sentenced to life without parole i would be okay with it because there are other killers who like we get mad when they only get 40 years or something yeah i think it just leaves a sour taste in my mouth because it feels like the jury didn't decide yeah the jury didn't get the whole picture so how it feels like like, the judge decided for them yeah that's whack and i get it if there was precedence and he couldn't allow that like is that a fault of the judge or is that a fault of the system at that point? Yeah. But, like, the... Both. That. Final answer. But, like, the... It, it just feels yucky. Especially because afterwards the jury was like, yeah, we, we didn't take into account any of the abuse stuff. Because they were still allowed to mention some of it, is what I gathered. Um, but from the, from the articles, at least, it, there was no explicit, like, what was allowed to be said versus what wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the jury was like, no, we completely believe it was for financial gain. And it's like, yeah, because you were only allowed 10% of the defense, but given 95% of the prosecution. Yeah. Like, you're, if the information you're given is skewed, of course you're going to reach a specific conclusion. both of the other trials for these boys, both of them resulted in a mistrial. Yeah, both of them. Because the jury was completely deadlocked. Yeah. Like, yeah, obviously you're going to come to a conclusion when you only get a piece of the information. But if you had all of it, we would have another deadlocked jury. At least that's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... System's broken. (laughs) System is fucking broken. System's broken, and... This case makes me angry. Is it time for intermission? I think so. I want to go see if my AirPods are in my car. That's fun. Okay. You want to say it? Okay. And... Intermission. I was like, oh. (laughs) Extra long pause. I see you shiver with Antissa. What was it I was supposed to say after we got back from intermission? Patient. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you did it. Oh, does that count? Yeah, that counts. Okay. Anticipation. <laughs> and we're back. Welcome to the second half of the podcast episode. What's good, podcast? 
what has changed in the past 30 seconds for you tell us in the discord <laughs> what what did that intermission entail for you what are you doing right now we always say what it entail for us yeah i was on reddit <laughs> yeah were you on am i the asshole no i was just scrolling through oh i fucking love am i the asshole no it is good i just wasn't on it at that There's moment some crazy ones recently i love when it, they are just in the wrong though oh no yeah <laughs> the ones where it's like yeah you are <laughs> oh no yeah you are most certainly the asshole barbara it's always white moms <laughs> I saw a fucking crazy one earlier. Oh, my God. And now, of course, like, as I'm trying to think about it, it's, like, escaping my mind. I saw one on TikTok that was, like, they were in an open relationship, and the husband kept seeing a lot of women, but the the wife wasn't. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. And then she she finally finds a guy and is like, you know what? I will also try this open relationship thing out. And then the husband is like, nope, I'm canceling the open relationship, and you're a terrible person. I'm divorcing you because you're cheating on me. No, yes. He just decides that it's over because she's now going on a date. Oh, okay, okay. And it was also like the um the fact that he wanted an open relationship because he she had postpartum depression after she gave birth and couldn't fuck him. Yeah. And then he gets this open relationship and goes on his first date, quote unquote, with a woman and racks up a seven hundred dollar bill on yeah. that credit card. And then when he comes back he's like, It's because you didn't let me use the basement to fuck these women. Yeah. And, and then she lets him do it. Like Yeah, and, and just has to cry upstairs by herself. And then she finds a nice guy and is like, you know what? I'm going to go on a date this weekend. And he's like, mm, no, I'm canceling. Wouldn't stay with the kids even though he, she, he had already, like, she had already told him a week in advance. But she still went, right? I can't, I don't know. I don't remember. I'm, like, pretty sure it was, like, a she told him to expect a date and he, like, didn't believe her or something, but he had already made plans to sleep with a woman in their basement, so she was, like, just do that and watch the kids, I guess. Yeah. Or something, or she brought them to her mom's house or something and then went on a date and it was great because he was nice to her. Yeah. No, yeah. And it was apparently, um, the thing that's crazy about that fucking story was she only posted on Reddit because her husband did first. Yeah. Oh, that that was so good. She was like, I, I, I have reason to suspect that one of these people on here is just my husband. Yeah. Because he was like, he completely misconstrued the facts. Yeah. And that, she like, was pointing it out. She, that he wanted to close this open relationship, but his wife doesn't want to. Like, am I the asshole for wanting to close this open relationship and work on our marriage? Yes, because you only want that now that she is seeing another man. But, you've but you were okay with women. fucking other women for literally almost a year. I fu- that story makes my blood boil. Oh my god. No, dude. Dude. I feel crazy. If that one's <laughs> on par with the, um, the am I the asshole for telling my ex-boyfriend's girlfriend to stop treating me like they're surrogate... Have you seen that one? No. It was like she and her, she and this guy, I either, he was either her ex, 
I'm pretty sure they dated and was like there was they dated for a little bit while he was on a break with his long-term girlfriend. Uh. Um, but she gets pregnant and decides to keep the baby and they start like co-parenting and shit, but um the the dude's long-term partner was infertile. So they started treating her like a straight-up surrogate. Like the other girl had a gender reveal party that OP wasn't invited to what the heck like all this crazy shit like started saying like we're we are expecting twins in the um the unconventional way she was like there's nothing unconventional about it these aren't your children like they're gonna be your stepchildren at best yeah that's crazy what i I read it's great no (laughs) i love i'm gonna start sending you the crazy am i the assholes that's yeah no that's wild we're changing the podcast we're a reddit podcast now (laughs) Uh, yeah i'm just gonna be reading reddit from this moment forward um morbid and reddit (laughs) (laughs) no mundane just reddit no mundane just reddit and that's the name of this week's episode um have you listened to two hot takes no it's that it, it was that TikTok famous podcast with the blonde girl. Yeah, Morgan. I've seen I've seen clips. I haven't listened to it. Listened to it. It's good, and you should. If you like podcasts, I say as we are on a podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> her podcast, I loved it. I was listening to it at work, and I would literally like audibly gasp at some of these "Am I the assholes?" <laughs> One guy was definitely sticking butter up his butt. Like it was a whole thing. <laughs> what (laughs) it was like this post where this girl was like am i the asshole for questioning my boyfriend's butter habits because he would like take full sticks of butter and disappear into the bathroom for like literal hours (laughs) and he'd always come out with like no butter like (laughs) (laughs) i hope he was just eating it but you know that was one of the theories but it like some of the other details made it feel like oddly sexual (laughs) oh no oh no (laughs) i know discord when we start a patreon one day do y'all want to hear us read reddit stories trick question that's what's gonna be on there anyway i was gonna say trick question even if no one wants it i make it for me (laughs) yeah just so i can tier when i forget about them i can go back and listen to it it's the free tier on our patreon (laughs) you get it for free it's a by default it's a penny <laughs> it's a penny a month <laughs> just a penny a day you can save a poor child in need <laughs> me me <sighs> um, oh my god okay you want to start sure your category is other right yes oh no let me think i didn't do hints again so i gotta think of them Got him. Um. Hmm. The chupacabra. No. <laughs> oh. It's something we've done before. I did it one time pretty early on in the podcast. I don't know what episode. What? Uh, not like the specific thing, but something similar. It's a movie that has like a wrap around it. Oh. Um. Annabelle. No. The Conjuring 2. No. The Conjuring 3. No. 
<laughs> um, I'm glad you went through all Conjuring of Four. I don't um, know. I don't know. Famous horror movies. The Exorcist. No. The Shining. No, it's not a horror movie. It's not a horror movie. <laughs> that was the plot twist I didn't see coming. I'm really glad. Nosferatu. No. What? The Wolfman. No. Poltergeist. It's not. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. These are st- Jaws. No, but that Texas one. Chainsaw Massacre. Stop telling me horror movies. It's not one. It's not a horror movie. Okay, okay, let's change the Google search. Not a horror movie. <laughs> Scream. <laughs> That's just a horror movie. Frankenweenie. <laughs> is that um, one? Is that one? <laughs> Got some spooky stuff going on. Wait, really? No. Oh. <laughs> Sinister. No. Insidious. These are s- these are what popped up when I googled not a horror movie. <laughs> the Shining. I already said that. Um. Um. It's a it's a pretty popular movie. It's a classic. Um. Kind of. Yeah. It's a huge. It, I don't know why I say kind of. It's just a classic. Um. <laughs> Jaws. No. You already <laughs> guessed Jaws. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. It came um, out in uh, The Wizard of Oz. It is, yeah. Bullshit. It's The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Bullshit. This is where you say no. No, <laughs> it's The Wizard of Oz. Bullshit! What the fuck happened on the set of The Wizard of Oz? Um, Are you about to tell me about that hanging thing in the background that's just a bird? I mentioned it, but I, I don't <laughs> dwell on it because it's a bird. <laughs> it's literally a bird. We talked about it in my film class, and he showed it, and he was like, he was like, prepare for the body in the background. And then he showed the clip, and he was like, you idiots, you fucking idiots, you dumb fucking idiots, you're all sheep, you believed me because I told you it was, and now you're gonna believe me because I'm telling you it's a bird, think for yourself, you fucking sheep. <laughs> it was a lot. That's fun. Yeah, no, it's a bird, but it definitely does look no, yeah, bad in the, in the, especially in the original. It looks yeah. different in the, the remastered version, like it's in a different position and everything, like it's mm-hmm. moved over so it's behind the tree now. Which is weird because, like, the shadow moved and it's just remastered. But it's because the shadow in the first one looks really creepy. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about The Wizard of Oz and some people believing it's believe cursed. I don't know if I would say cursed, but a lot of weird stuff happens. So I'm going to talk about it. Okay. I don't know if this one falls under, like, spooky cursedness and more. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of weird. Um, mm. uh, so... I think a good point to make also is that a lot of times when movies are are considered cursed, they're dealing with spooky things to begin with. So I like yeah. that this one is just like the opposite of spooky. It's <laughs> just the Wizard of Oz. It's the ex- polar opposite of spooky. But like, yeah, when you hear a cursed movie, you're gonna start thinking horror movies. The Conjuring Two. Yeah. The Conjuring Three. Maybe The Conjuring Four if it's out there. The Exorcist. So, the movie came out in 1939, Mm -hmm. which is right before World War II. Um, And they spent a ton of money to get, like, to make it look as magical. Wait, what? Come here, come here. Hi, podcast. Hi. 
<laughs> no, just sit on my lap. Just sit on my lap. He's tangled. He's tangled. He has the podcast cord. He can't be on the podcast. No, just sit. You can keep talking. I just have a cat now. <laughs> okay. It's a stray. Nice. Okay, so movie cost a ton of money. They spent over three mm-hmm. million on production, and that, according to one source, equates to roughly fifty-five million dollars in today's oh, money. Oh shit! Uh, they were doing lots of special effects that had never even been attempted before. There was mm-hmm. a lot to do. It's one of the first big movies in Technicolor, um, mm-hmm. and they were pulling out every stop they could think of, and they spent all the dollars to do that. Uh, and it mm-hmm. it looks really cool, especially for the time. But yeah, it it co- it cost them a lot of money, and it makes a lot of money too. So it's not like it was some crazy thing that didn't work out. It didn't make them some money. Uh, a funny fact that I found doing this research is that the dog who played Toto was one of the best paid on set. Um, <laughs> she was paid roughly. Two thousand two hundred dollars in today's money every week for her work. Where did she spend it? I don't know. <laughs> Pet Smart. <laughs> I guess she got to go to Pet Yeah, it's more like who her trainer or her owner got that money. But yeah, it was to th- it, the dog earned it, so she should get to spend it at Pet Smart. She was the one out there performing for the crowd. Anyway. <laughs> It winds up winning two Oscars and was nominated for a bunch of others. Not Best Picture, though, which is really funny. I mean, yeah. it was nominated for it, but it doesn't win it, which I just thought mm-hmm. was fun. Ironic. Um, <laughs> and it, it, it cast a lot of people into stardom, like Judy Garland, who played Dorothy. And it was just Rest also, it cast a lot of people. Like, there were 600-something actors because of... <laughs> and they're all munchkins. Yeah. <laughs> They had a lot of people working on this project uh, and a lot of people coming and going and I don't even know what to say. It's so funny that it becomes cursed because it seems like everything is going so great for them. Like they're making a lot of money, they're doing all these cool new things, so like why is it cursed? Um, and Tell me why it's cursed. Sorry, I had to kick the cat out. He was a distraction. Oh, you're good, you're good. Uh, I had to banish him, and now he's meowing outside the door. (laughs) Oh, no. This is what happens when I kick a stray out. We take in a stray cat regularly for a few hours a week. That's good. That's fun. But no, tell me how this beloved, beloved movie becomes cursed. Uh, so... A lot, a lot does go wrong on the set of this movie. And some of Gee, it, I, I mean, why. all of it probably boils down to, like, there was no union and it was old Hollywood, so probably being treated like trash. Definitely being treated like trash. But, it, like, some of it is just kind of weird bad luck uh, and bad timing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to go through the curse. A huge issue, one of the first big issues, is actors kept getting crazy sick during filming. Mm -hmm. And they found out later that a lot of it was due to the makeup. Just straight up poisoning them. (laughs) I was going to say, it's like lead poisoning, isn't it? It's not lead, but similar. (laughs) So in the case of the Tin Man, 
it's the the ten men alone that role sent two people to the hospital so buddy mm-hmm. ebsen was the first actor hired to play as the ten man and at the beginning of filming the makeup they used on him was pure aluminum dust it was only the dust they used nothing else <laughs> so he was just inhaling aluminum dust all day for filming um imagine pulling up to work <laughs> And they're like, I am going to cover you in metal. In metal dust. And you just have to live with that. Like, not only, like, you don't have to live with that. You will die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, only nine days into filming, he was sent to the hospital and had to be placed under an oxygen tent. (laughs) <laughs> because he was poisoned He's from insane. uh and he was bedridden and eventually fired because they had to move on with filming and he was just hospitalized and couldn't leave the hospital because they almost killed him with aluminum dust yeah. insane uh, <laughs> which is wild so they hired jack haley as the new ten man and now they dilute the powder there's some sort of like paste that they put on first and then they put uh the dust on mm-hmm. over the paste so the pa- the dust is like stuck to something now not just the oils on your skin but it's like oh no glued in a sense to you yeah. um and it like it goes a little bit smoother and i say like a little bit because he's also hospitalized um because it gets in his eyes and he gets a severe eye infection s- severe eye infection uh but they they do he, treat it. Did he go blind? No, but he had to, like, take a couple days off and be in the hospital. Mm. But it's treated quickly enough, and he, he continues with filming the rest of the film. Um, but, yeah, two <laughs> different people are sent to the hospital. That sounds like it should just be blindness. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Dude, imagine... Yeah, I imagine be like, hey, the guy who we just fired, whose role you're taking, yeah, he's in the hospital because of aluminum dust. We are going to use the same aluminum dust on you, but this time we're going to put paste first. <laughs> but this time it's stuck. <laughs> you can't escape it now. Um, Bad. The makeup was a huge issue in the melting of the Wicked Witch scene, and actually there was conflicting info on that. There's two different mm-hmm. scenes where in like one she's melting and one she's just disappearing and a trap door is used in both and it is something to do with the trap door. But the one I saw the most was specifically in the scene where she's melting. Um, mm-hmm. There is fire involved in this scene as mm-hmm. you know the witch played by Margaret Hamilton. She lights the broom on fire. Okay, yeah. There's like a torch nearby or something. Yeah it was just like of fire because they were in the spooky area and she lights the broom on fire and she moves it over and uses it to catch the scarecrow on fire yeah um and then dorothy dumps the water on the scarecrow's arm to put the fire out and then the water gets on the witch and she melts that's the plot Mm -hmm. just in case y'all needed a refresher um (laughs) so margaret hamilton was like really worried about hurting the scarecrow in this scene she didn't want to burn the other guy because she had to catch him on fire and they assured her it was fine because get this his suit was made of asbestos so he wouldn't catch on fire probably but also he's in an asbestos suit 
What? So asbestos is minerals that are fire resistant. Yeah, tell me what asbestos is. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, like, that makes sense. He's not going to catch a fire because it's asbestos because asbestos literally means, like, it's fire resistant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also causes cancer. <laughs> I was just, he's wearing asbestos. That's why terrible our old for studio is a biohazard now. Yeah, because like, that's terrible to breathe in. Yeah. <laughs> and he's wearing it? Yeah. More on asbestos later. But back to the witch. Um, oh, my in God. In one of the takes during, I believe, this scene, from what I could gather on the internet, the fire doesn't go all the way out before she starts melting, quote unquote. And she's like lowered into the floor by this trap door. Um, mm-hmm. And as she's being lowered, there's like also fog coming up from dry ice that would you know make it look like she was melting um Mm -hmm. and in some sources said that it wasn't dry ice that there was also some like pyrotechnic stuff going on to make the smoke uh but from what i can tell it's the fire on the broom didn't go all the way out and was on the floor right by her and when Mm -hmm. she's lowered she gets closer to the fire and her makeup starts melting on her face (gasps) (gasps) her makeup was like to her skin yes it's boiling so it's not like melting off it's like physically boiling her skin yes that's <laughs> batshit her makeup was copper based so not only did they have to hurry to get the boiling makeup off of her face they had to get it off before the copper seeped into her wounds and poisoned her i would sue <laughs> yeah i would sue the fuck out of everyone and anyone more on that in a second too uh in the end she was in the hospital for three months and suffered third degree burns oh my god (laughs) she was not fired though uh because they had enough time to shoot the rest of her scenes when she returned like they didn't have to film them right away and they had filmed a lot of them before too um and she rightfully refused to reshoot that scene and anything with any similar <laughs> they wanted effects her to, to that. reshoot it? Unclear, but she came in and said, I will not be doing... I think the quote is, like, I, my one condition is that there are no fireworks. Like, she was done with any sort of, like, FX stuff that had anything to do with anything hot. Um, I would be livid. yeah no and she talks about why she didn't sue and like later after the movie comes out in like interviews and stuff and it was like Mm -hmm. because of the industry of hollywood at the time is even if you won other places were less likely to hire you because you sued a a studio and like might do it again or the studio might pay people off to not hire you she was like it's an it's a nail in the coffin for my career if i would have (laughs) sued Which just sucks because she had third degree burns on her face and like second degree burns on other places on her body. That, like, I I don't like that. That feels so icky. Like, you can't protect yourself. No, a lot of this is just icky old Hollywood. We get into some like more real stuff right at the end, which probably wasn't the best place to put it because we're going to end on a not great note. Um, (laughs) Yeah, great. But uh, yeah, no, a lot of this is just Hollywood was wild. They were just torturing people. (laughs) And they were like, yeah, asbestos suits are fine. Um, But yeah, no, it was probably pretty smart that she kind of came back 
and said, I'm not going to do anything with these crazy effects. Like, I will do normal acting with makeup on, and that's it. Uh, because she winds up getting a stunt double for one scene, mm-hmm. and the stunt double gets badly injured on her leg <gasps> because the broomstick prop explodes. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> How does a broom explode? I think it, it, like, I don't know if it had smoke or something coming out of it. It was, like, some kind of pipe that had some sort of effect happening with it. It was unclear of what scene was being filmed with the broomstick. But -hmm. because of whatever effect they were trying to make it look like happening, something goes Mm -hmm. wrong. And it explodes. And it it hurts her leg. She's in the hospital for, like, two weeks. Jesus. Um, Her name was Betty Danko. I fucking hate this. <laughs> um, An explosion. To top insane. all of that off, a lot of the witches' scenes were cut from the movie because they were deemed too scary. So she, had, like, so she had to go through all this filming. Was paid less than something like she was paid less than Glinda and stuff like that. I know that was under the pay gaps they talked about a lot. <laughs> She's paid less than fucking Toto. Got burned. Her stunt double that she had just subbed in, she's like, I'm not doing this anymore, also gets hurt. She just barely dodges that bullet. And then they cut her scenes. I would sue for that. (laughs) Um, I'd be like, the fuck? Yeah, no. I don't, I would have sued. I don't care if that's a nail in my coffin for for that career. Maybe I'm not cut out for it because they're out here burning people no yeah uh so stunts were kind of a an issue for the film just because there was a lot going on with like special effects like that and also just a lot of weird things happening there were two separate occurrences of actors playing one of the flying blue monkeys falling to the ground because the wires snapped I would so <laughs> imagine you get hired to be a monkey. It's like your dream role. Yeah, You're a, a blue flying, flying monkey. monkey. And you a fall. A blue flying monkey. And you fucking fall and you cannot sue. Yeah, no. <laughs> they were just it's like stuck up in these if wires you're gonna and then kill fell. me. If you're going to kill me, at least give me my bag. Yeah, no. Like, I don't care if I have to, like, quit working on that movie. I'm going to get the bag and I'm getting out of there. Because they, they are they are hurting people. <laughs> that. No, there were, like, a ton of injuries happening all over, though. Just because they were trying to do these unprecedented effects that nobody had ever done. And do it, like, in a timely manner. And by timely manner, I mean super rushed. Um, <laughs> and so they just... <laughs> avoided some of the safety stuff just to try to like churn out this very expensive movie and it doesn't go great (laughs) um similar to the makeup issues you know you you remember like the colorful horses the color changing horses one of them's like purple oh yeah 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 um they're in where is that editing no because they didn't have that's what I'm about to I'm about to tell you the magic oh. behind that. They didn't have that kind of like CGI um <laughs> to to make the the horses all these crazy colors. So what they wound up doing is they would use jello to make the horses look different colors. Oh, like the powder. Yeah, they would just cover horses in that. I thought you meant they were feeding the horses copious amounts of jello. 
to like change their genetic makeup i was like i didn't think that that was how that worked no 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 they did just paint them with jello not genetically modify the horses with (laughs) jello but they would just cover the horses and jello and then they'd have to film those scenes really fast so the horses wouldn't lick up the jello and like mess up their makeup um (laughs) and so a bunch of the horses kept getting sick because they kept licking the jello off of themselves uh like after the scenes were filmed and like even after cleaning they wouldn't clean them the best so they'd still have jello and now vets did come on and say like it was safe for the horses to ingest they just had way too much sugar is why okay. some of them were getting tummy aches, but I think it's so funny that all the horses just kept getting sick from their quote-unquote makeup, too. I, w- I was about to say, they just are, like, having the time of their fucking life. Also, pause for uno momento. I think the pizza's here. Okay. Um, I just have to bring my phone to Lux. I will be right back. So sorry, so sorry. It's just on my phone. <laughs> Hello, podcast. Um, it's just me and you now. Um, I'm checking my text messages. I hope you're having a great time listening. I don't know if this is going to make it in to the final cut, but I, I hope you're enjoying your whatever time of the day it is. Um, I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> Are you talking to the podcast? I am. Yes. It was a private conversation. Okay. Oh. Oh, it's a private conversation? I'm not going to hear it when I edit? No. I'm going to break into your house and cut it out before you hear it. (laughs) Oh, yikes. (laughs) Okay. What's up? Sorry, I was checking my text messages. I'm back now. Okay, you're good. So, another huge deal in the film. This is the, 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 (laughs) the suicide, the hanging person in the background but for those of you who don't know in the scene where dorothy and the gang are skipping down the yellow brick road they just found one of them i think it's dorothy in the scarecrow dress found the 10 men tin Mm -hmm. man i can't speak tonight uh (laughs) and there is a dark image swaying in between two trees and a bunch of people saw this and started this huge rumors that it was a cast member who had hung themselves on set it's yeah. like a huge conspiracy that that goes back to when the movie came out and still like blows up online all the time. You'll see yeah. it resurface all the time of people being like, "Look at this hidden in the movie," and then everyone has the comments to be like, "No, it's not that." But, <laughs> um, but it is. It's it's <laughs> it was specifically it was an actor playing as a munchkin who like as the rumor goes committed suicide because they like were in love with someone on the set or that were just like upset with the working conditions on the set uh and allegedly that is what's in the background of this scene now this conspiracy theory has been shut down because a lot of people Mm -hmm. point out especially in the remastered version you can see that it's a bird an exotic bird in the background and they did have exotic birds on set that they borrowed from the zoo they wanted Mm -hmm. it to like you know sound and look like you're outdoors in the woods so they had all these things in the background that were actually moving around to like bring life to the set um so Mm -hmm. it's just a bird it's just a tall like crane like bird but especially in the original like 
shots of this scene, it's super creepy because it does just look like someone hanging. Yeah. And it's, no, it literally, it looks like it. Yeah. Especially if you go in looking for it. It's like one of those things that you'll like hear a random string of sound and you won't hear anything of it. But if someone says like, oh, I think it's saying dad at this one part and you listen to it again, mm-hmm. you're going to hear it because your brain's looking yeah. for it now. When your brain is looking for that and you go into the scene, you see it right away. And it's really creepy and unnerving, unsettling. Um, but it is a bird. <laughs> No, yeah. But a lot of people, that was like this huge, uh, kind of where this idea of a curse comes from almost, is that that scene, they're like, look, they died in the movie and they just kept it in. They didn't care. And look at all this other bad stuff. And then people started writing books about like how miserable it actually was on set. And they're like, look, more curse activity. Um, (laughs) More curse activity. That's the name of this week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) another weird thing that again i don't know if it's cursed but it's just kind of weird there were like four pairs of the ruby slippers that dorothy wore and they Mm -hmm. kind of get scattered around but once was was taken (laughs) someone like really to clean up the studio they hired this guy and they're like yeah you can keep anything and one of the pairs of slippers were still in there and so he just took them uh, no. and had them they were <laughs> those things cost like two million dollars i was at about the time. to say um so even more now some of them like i think the ones she wore the most were like seven million dollars mm-hmm. were being auctioned off after the movie and he just got a pair for free <laughs> because he was cleaning up could you imagine being that guy that like comes home and it's like hey babe so i did something today (laughs) there's also something i didn't write it down because it has nothing to do with like the curse part of this movie there is just a lot Mm -hmm. of weird trivia around this movie that i left out because (laughs) this is not a weird trivia podcast but it's Mm -hmm. a lot of fun to go through but one of them was that more recently one of the slippers was in like someone's private collection and Leonardo DiCaprio actually helped pay to get them put into a museum somewhere. Like, what? bought it from the guy. It was super expensive because there, there's only four pairs in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he helped, like, sponsor this museum pretty much to have enough money to buy it from this guy who had, like, was selling it out of his private collection. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Good old Leo. Yeah. Titanic. Yeah. And that bear movie, too. What? You know, he he was in that movie with the bear, and he, like, fights a bear and almost dies. What? I watched it, like, half awake one night. It's a bear movie. He's killed by a bear almost. I don't know the ending. I just saw that he fought the bear and the almost fuck died. are you talking about? He was in that movie. Okay, never mind. It's not important. <laughs> what? Okay. So, another accident on set happens mm-hmm. or unfolds when one of the, the witch's soldiers, they accidentally, like, step on Toto. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, yeah, like, step on the dog. 
<laughs> did it die <laughs> no she suffered a sprained ankle and she had to get a doggy stunt double for a couple of days but she what healed fuckers <laughs> stepped on toto <laughs> it was an accident he didn't see her but she oh she healed very fast God, and yeah. was like back on set in the following weeks but she did take a couple of days off and had a, a doggy stunt double step in um and that's curse activity right there. How dare the universe let that dog get stepped on? She was a working woman. <laughs> I was about to say, that dog was making more than some of the people. No, like, and actually. And someone just, like, <laughs> casually steps on it. Like, that must have been the most expensive doggy sprained ankle. No, yeah. She was making, a like, ten times the, the minimum wage at the time. So she, like, could afford it, but <laughs> that's just crazy. I would be pissed. <laughs> I would sue. The The set was notorious for getting very, very hot also. Um, mm. The movie is one of the first shot in Technicolor, like we were talking about. Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. a huge set. Uh, and it, it caused them to use all sorts of really expensive and elaborate lighting strategies to, like, mm-hmm. get the most out of the color and make sure all this yeah. set looks right in color. They do color. some crazy shit. Yeah, and it's a crazy amount of lights that were used. And it caused the set to get unbearably hot because it's all of these old light bulbs that are, like, burning the place up pretty much. Mm-hmm. And the, the set is covered in lights, so everywhere is just s- crazy, scorching hot. Um, many reports that, like, by noon, the set was, like, over 100 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 38 yeah. degrees in Celsius for people who don't live <laughs> Thank here. Thank you. Um, uh, they often had to, like, turn out all of the lights and step outside to get the building to cool off and Mm -hmm. also to let the like actors cool off and all the crew um (laughs) because the awful (laughs) the awful condition made it so people were constantly fading on set like people fainting fainting yeah because of the heat no people would have to be carried off all of the times it was like a daily occurrence that people were like had to be carried off of set and like carried outside because like they'd get so hot that they'd overheat and pass out uh. if that is your life yeah if like if that is what happens when you go to work you're doing something wrong buddy like yeah what and to think this is like the dream of hollywood this is one of the biggest movies being made at the time and this is how the people were being treated it's like my dream is to pass the fuck out um but yeah i'm sure this part definitely made people feel like it was cursed because people would literally just drop like flies people would were just out you know and people were always sick because of the heat and a bunch of other stuff. The makeup. You know, people were literally always having to leave set for something happening. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, this caused a huge issue for all the people in costumes, uh, specifically the scarecrow. Because, like I said, his asbestos suit. Uh, <laughs> he had it on all day. That's the name of this week's episode. Asbestos suit? Yeah, it wasn't. That's a fever dream. It wasn't porous because it's asbestos so you couldn't <laughs> sweat asbestos. you couldn't sweat to cool yourself <gasps> off he would literally be stuck inside the stuffy suit all day all day and t- until his makeup no. could be removed 
uh, like at the end of the day's filming and they had to wait till the end because taking the makeup and the suit off would take over an hour with two people assisting him so they couldn't like take it off at lunchtime or something he literally just just to be clear he didn't die no (laughs) how (laughs) no one died on set during this movie (laughs) bullshit i mean maybe the person allegedly hanging but (laughs) yeah no no. bullshit no one died bullshit no one died allegedly allegedly yeah there might have been a huge cover-up but no one that we know of died that's that's so fucking crazy um (laughs) it also it left him with scars too like pretty deep markings because of the like special effects makeup they had on him I don't know what chemical was in his makeup, like, the other ones, but... (laughs) Lead. Like, some of the stuff they used to, like, the adhesive or something, it left him with scars that took years to heal, and I don't think... I I think some of them he had until he died or was, like, old. (laughs) No. But I know it took years for most of them to go away. Um, (laughs) same goes for the lion, uh, the cowardly lion. So, you know, like, that the suit was just awful oh uh okay his suit was made of real lion pelts bullshit no a hundred percent real lion pelts that's gotta be a crime yeah no (laughs) it was also very hot and very heavy it weighed about 90 pounds that's gotta be a crime that's gotta be illegal it was also like real lion pelts yeah no real lion fur pelt to make him look like a lion (laughs) <laughs> so very warm and very heavy <laughs> illegal it was also very stinky according to the <laughs> the man because like he just had to sweat in it all day in this 100 degree oh. room and i bet you they couldn't fucking wash it no they like have to s- wipe it down at the end of the night <laughs> yeah cause, i mean if it's real yeah no uh, the man, Bert Lahr, was also not allowed to eat while in costume because it messed what? up his makeup. That's a crime. A year into filming, he finally stood up for himself and they allowed him to eat lunch with the others and, like, get makeup touched up after lunch. But that was, like, a year into this process already. The man literally was just not allowed to eat all day. He could have, like, milkshakes and stuff through a straw that's a crime yeah that's illegal there's no no um so similar to the scarecrow suit uh there was a a a bunch of asbestos used in another scene (laughs) a bunch of asbestos just casually like a bunch of do you remember the huge field of poppy flowers yeah and it like starts snowing or something after they take a nap in it are you about to tell me that's asbestos it's all asbestos you're fucking you know that stuff that they just laid in and like had their faces in and slept in and like frolicked around and kicked up and was snowing down on them all asbestos you're lying no it's all asbestos me so people obviously getting sick from all of this no like big thing happens but i'm sure later in life stuff (laughs) probably was caused from the sheer volume of asbestos just being thrown around in that room imagine just coming to work one day and they're like by the way today i'm quoting i'm coding you (laughs) coding you yeah 
in asbestos, which might kill you later, but it'll be funsies while we while it's happening. Yeah. So like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So cute little asbestos moment for the movie. Dude, imagine cute the scarecrow. Little asbestos moment. <laughs> That's the name of this week's. Literally episode. wearing an asbestos suit and then also has to like be in the asbestos fields. <laughs> he really got like asbestos squared no they that's the name of this week this poor man i'm gonna they were trying to, to kill him how to spell asbestos <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh it's not too bad it's like it sounds asbestos how does it sound as like a s as best b-e-s-t os okay. os asbestos okay <laughs> okay um, okay. So this next thing is probably the most like curse activity that happens. <laughs> the most curse activity. Like this one is just kind of like bad luck. It wasn't like neglect of actors. Okay. <laughs> the man who played the wizard was in a bad car accident month months after the movie was released, uh, and the Aww. accident injured him and his wife. And the driver Aww. dies because of the accident. No. But that's the most, like, just sheer bad luck event that happens. That You know, like, movies like The Mummy or The Conjuring. It's so many people are like, and, and this person died on the way to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and this person died in a freak car accident. A lot of these are just like, and they filled the room with asbestos and that didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> and they spilled them. <laughs> Emily. Some of your lines from this episode are just going to make, like, the most iconic TikToks. <laughs> I'm glad. This you is just really mind-boggling to me. I didn't know that this amount of crazy stuff happened to make this movie. It's such, like, a, just a family fun <laughs> little, you know, I love when it comes on TV. Like, it's, like, every year that it just randomly shows up on Hallmark yeah. or whatever. It's just, it's fun to watch, to mindlessly have on. It's cool. A lot of fun little fantasy things happen in an old movie. And it has some cool special effects. Like, it looks really nice. Yeah. But if someone would have told me all of this, I would not have believed half of it. But No, literally. I did the research. This stuff happened. (laughs) This is real things. Um, The film also went through several directors. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Like, quite a few. I I couldn't keep... The asbestos probably made them sick. Yeah, no, literally one of them leaves after, like, the... One of the makeup incidents. I don't remember which one, but either the Tin Man or the burning of the witch. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of those, someone has to, like, leave because they're like, dude, that was not... You can't... (laughs) You gotta go before you get fired. Um, Yeah, so I don't know all of the the directors that were on it but there are just some weird (laughs) like plot lines that happen with it so the first we're going to talk about is george cooker i think is how you say it and he he uh he replaces a man named mervin as director so mervin was before him as one of the other directors but george cooker uh is there for a little while and he leaves to go work on gone with the wind that's being filmed at the same time uh casually casual gone with the wind activity so (laughs) yeah he leaves and goes and he's replaced by victor fleming who directs most of the wizard of oz so he's like the main director on it but then he then leaves and also goes to work on gone with the wind 
which means he replaces Cooker for a second time. (laughs) Which I just thought was weird that Cooker leaves to go work on Gone with the Wind and is replaced by this guy. And I think Cooker's the one that leaves after like a makeup incident happens. Uh And then he has to leave with Gone with the Wind and gets replaced by the same dude. That just sucks for him. Yeah, he's just like, constantly having to just quit and get replaced by Victor. <laughs> That's unreasonably funny for, like, no reason. Uh, and then Victor Fleming, when he leaves to go work on Gone with the Wind, he is replaced by King Vidor. Uh, and okay. he is the one that directs the Kansas scenes and brings in the song Over the Rainbow. Uh, oh, okay. Which is an important addition. Yeah, which is a huge part of the movie. Um which was almost cut <laughs> interesting what? they thought the song was really boring and like long <laughs> and that kids wouldn't like it so they were gonna take it out and they put, decide to put it back in last minute so imagine being like judy garland her voice is boring <laughs> yeah you fucking idiots <laughs> yeah they win an oscar for that song being in the movie Oh, so, oh, like for full send? Yeah, they get they the one of the Oscars they win. They win two for this movie is for uh-huh. the song, Damn. <laughs> like the music in it. So it was, it's pretty fun that the <laughs> they almost they were just like didn't have nah. that in there. She um, bores me. Um. Okay, this is the, like, sadder thing that I mentioned earlier. Oh. Um, because some people do tie into uh, the Judy Garland's life. It's not so great yeah. after this movie, and her death is also not uh, a good one. Like, it's not a happy not ending, and it's can be directly tied to this movie, almost. Uh, she died much, much later, I believe, at age 47. I didn't write it down for some reason, but I'm fairly confident that it was 47. And it's of a mm-hmm. uh, barbiturate overdose. Yeah. The movie. The movie. The medicine. <laughs> the pills. The, the movie. No, the movie the died movie. of a fucking barbiturate overdose. Yeah, no. The pills. Um. And And this, like, habit kind of stems from here. So yeah. she had to wear a tight, tight corset because they wanted her to look like a young, prepubescent girl. Yeah. Uh, and she was 16 at the time they were filming. So they made her wear this super tight corset, which is super As uncomfortable. As if a teenager isn't, like, a child. Yeah, no, they, like, she didn't look child enough for them, which is crazy. Like, come on, homeboy. Um, so on top of keeping her in this super uncomfortable thing for, like, crazy long work days, they... <laughs> wanted to make sure her her weight stayed down so she was prescribed amphetamines yeah to work on this movie and they also prescribed her with barbiturates at this time to help her sleep better after the 16 hour work days they forced on her imagine being 16 and like that's your work day yeah and this is sadly like where the drug her introduction to these drugs that would later cost her her life comes from is this them prescribing it to her for this movie just so That's she could get through a work day heartbreaking yeah it's awful and so a lot of people say that like in a sense that's the curse of it it was just yeah they say curses it was just like torture to work for these people i was gonna say they literally killed her 
yeah no it did they directly lead to the issue and it she also suffered from a lot of depression um mm-hmm. they had her on this like super strict diet during the movie and mm-hmm. I thought this was made up, but I, like, dug into it. Her diet, okay. her daily diet, was chicken broth, coffee, and 80 cigarettes a day. What? To keep her from, like, feeling hungry. They would just make her smoke a bunch of cigarettes to, like, suppress that. That's crazy. <laughs> she later went on to talk about how, like, she blamed the studio for taking her youth and, quote, fundamentally damaged her as a human being. <laughs> what the? i'm 80 cigarettes 80 How cigarettes many? a day no yeah like and if you're working 16 hour days that's five cigarettes an hour that's almost a cigarette every 10 minutes yeah that's insane and the other two items were chicken broth and coffee there's no yeah. food on that list no yeah <laughs> and it was all just a like they're like, oh, you have to watch your weight for this movie. It's like, she's, first of all, she's not going to put on a bunch of weight in the, like, time it takes to film a movie. That? So, you know, if she did, it, she's eating. She's a human being. Le- what? Also, like, she's a She's 16. Like, <laughs> some, something about this feels illegal. <laughs> it's It just wasn't, though. It's terrifying and they, they really did like torture these people though they would there was some crazy stuff i started I, this is like a tangent that i actually wrote down because it literally i've just got mad because of like a lot of this isn't curse activity mm-hmm. this is just neglect of people yeah. and it's like no, weird yeah. history so it was like it still fits i'm gonna talk about it right but not just dorothy but uh or judy garland i don't know why i called her dorothy um but like a ton of the actors have talked about since like the directors and the people in charge would give them sleeping pills to knock them out Mm -hmm. and then give them other pills to wake them up and keep them working as long as possible so it was literally like they would shut them on and off whenever they needed them uh and some of the actors that played the flying monkeys talked about in one interview working 72 hours straight and half of those hours they were tied to the ceiling i would so (laughs) yeah no and they would literally just be handed pills to keep them up to keep them working you'd be exhausted and they'd hand you a pill um and this is why we have laws now (laughs) yeah this is why there's protections in place and some of the protections sound crazy it's because they were doing this kind of stuff right before it's because it was believe it or not a crime (laughs) like they what were the actual fuck. They were often drunk uh, when they were not at work. Uh, I thought you were talking about specifically the monkeys. No, it was actually the the munchkins. The people who played the munchkins were known for getting violently drunk after filming. Uh, you know, at that point, like ditto, uh, and it caused a ton of police calls to like always have to be. People, the police had to show up a lot because they would get really rowdy. Um, and there was some like rumors of a drunken harassment towards dorothy by some of the older workers um i did not (laughs) one thing said it wasn't true and one thing from like a family member said she had talked about something before 
mm-hmm. and it never really got looked into so there's no confirmation of anything did happen and i didn't find like a name of the actor or anything that was allegedly harassing her while drunk but there is definitely mm-hmm. like something there that happened another interesting point is that like i said it was the the munchkins specifically were known for like hanging out and having these like (laughs) parties pretty much and the cops were always having to be called on like specifically this one group of actors playing the munchkins that's insane and the police would come with like dog catching nets to to, like catch what them (laughs) what (laughs) like yeah what judy garland actually said what? that in an interview that the police at some point just started bringing nets to catch people with what yeah what 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 yeah <laughs> what <laughs> i you know everything you tell me just gets more outrageous first it was the asbestos suit (laughs) no no first it was the aluminum makeup then it's the asbestos suit and you mean to tell me that they used dog catching nets to catch the fucking munchkins because they were drunk yeah i i would sue (laughs) (laughs) again yeah lots of stuff to sue over uh but yeah no literally all the problems were solved with like pills or alcohol or just weren't solved and it's like a very dark history for such a fun film for example another great example of it not being so fun behind the scenes you there's a scene where dorothy slaps the lion Mm -hmm. uh, and judy garland could not stop giggling so the director victor fleming at the time took her aside and slaps her Uh, to like scare her into to doing the scene and she like nails it the next take but it's because he took her aside and slapped her you know what i'm gonna say (laughs) um i would write a strongly worded letter to chili's but also sue like, yeah no there were huge pay gaps which i mean like yeah we could have guessed that but no, yeah, it was <laughs> dorothy it wasn't sexist dorothy was paid 500 dollars weekly while her co-stars like the lion and the scarecrow made upwards of 3,000. yep um <laughs> uh and like I, I said the dog toto she made quite a good bag during the filming of this movie um she made twice as much as most of the people playing the munchkins though oh that's fucked up like she was making more than humans were on this set and it that's terribly sad because it turns out i did not know this but a large portion of the the munchkins i don't think it's half but it's like a substantial amount were Uh coming from germany and like i said this is (laughs) world war ii time so they're yeah. fleeing Nazi Germany and in great need of work and they find this where they're being paid less than the dog. <laughs> that <sighs> Hello. That carries. No, that it, carries. It's wild. Um like I <sighs> There was some one quote said that they made $50 a week when the what? dog was making 
twice as much. Easy. What? Um, <laughs> and then oh. the last little bit that people attribute to the curse is that this... <laughs> it was a very expensive film, but it did great in the box office, you know? Like, yeah. it made a ton of money, but it, it also didn't make all that money right away. A good portion of the money comes from the re-release after World War II in, like, okay. the the late 40s, I believe. That makes sense. That so, makes sense. like, uh, 1939 is the first one, and I believe it's 10 years later. They do a re-release of it, and that mm-hmm. one makes a good chunk of the... the movies profit but because it was so expensive to make and they had to keep paying for all of these like injuries on set and these reshoots because people were getting sick or hurt or Mm -hmm. (laughs) like all of the people and costumes involved and all these like special effects that kept messing up so they had to redo them yeah it became (laughs) it was very costly so they barely break even on this movie oh shit you know that's what they get they make millions in the box off they barely break even because like because just so much happens and that's what they fucking get exactly because they they made scarecrow wear asbestos like i'm so sorry you do not deserve money they made dorothy smoke 80 cigarettes a day and only gave her chicken broth and then no there was someone on set like hired to like make sure she was sticking to it no (laughs) it just i i'd be pissed bad vibes from such a fun classic movie the vibes are pretty rancid actually like (sighs) yeah no i had heard about the like hanging scene before of course yeah it's all over the internet reddit blows up about it twice a year at least and (laughs) um but I, like, had heard people mention other stuff, so I was like, I'll look into it. I'll see yeah. what else I can find. And I found all this, so I bring this to the table. Yeah. I don't even know if you could call this cursed, though. <laughs> it's just, like, dark history is what no, I'm going to refer like, to it as. It still is... fits the podcast definition, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, like, it's, it's not cursed, guys. It's at some point, it's people. just abuse, like... They literally As just tortured people and made a movie about it and then didn't even profit. It was like, at some... It didn't even profit. It was like, at some point, it went from, like, whoa, these are scary things and crazy things that happened to, like, no, this is just, like, if you did this now, you'd be arrested. Very quickly. <laughs> like... Ah! <laughs> I mean, it was already starting off bad when the makeup was just made of metal. Two different makeups. Two different metals. Asbestos. And then the third guy was asbestos. So I keep thinking about the fact that he's literally like, and I'm thinking more and more about how that suit looks. It's like a shirt. Yeah. With like shit under it. It's like, that's asbestos. Like, Yeah. And look up pictures of the like poppy scene. I can put one in Discord if you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't want a video. I need images. I need images. <laughs> oh no. The images really seals it. Like how bad this was. Oh no. <laughs> 
Oh my god. That's all unusual <laughs> weather we're having, ain't it? Yeah, that's all just asbestos. That's fucking crazy. One thing said that the flowers were also like made of not so great things, maybe even asbestos, but I think it was an article that was confused about like reading another article. Most of them were like the snow stuff they're covered in is the asbestos. Asbestos. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, no. Either way, not a great <laughs> vibe. <laughs> but just look at it's all over them in that picture. <laughs> In their hair, on their face, <laughs> on all of their clothes, their arms. I don't even, like, I'm still looking at it. <laughs> it's not great. What the fuck, bro? Wild. What the fuck? Could you imagine that, I'm still stuck, like, imagine that that is your work day. No, I mean, the, the one, 72 hour work days is what it. <laughs> and they would a lot of them talked about like you literally take a nap pretty much they knock you out with a sleeping pill and then wake you back mm-hmm. up when you are next needed you, yeah you'd go to sleep for like three hours and they'd wake you up with a pill and then you'd be right back up working no thanks <laughs> bad i'm good thanks thank you but no thank you i'm good <laughs> thanks I am, my stomach hurts thinking about the, because asbestos is mold, right? Uh, asbestos can cause mold. It molds pretty easy. Okay. It's, it's fire resistant minerals is what it is. Okay. What's the exact <sighs> definition of asbestos? I, I literally don't know. Because my brain this whole time has just been like mold, mold, mold. No, mold. it's all mold. Asbestos molds easily is what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when old buildings are super moldy, it's they mold fast because of the asbestos. Asbestos is a group of six naturally occurring minerals made up of heat-resistant fibers. <sighs> the, the next article is, what is asbestos and how does it cause cancer? is crazy and like it goes to show like they knew nothing about that stuff too during the time you know and like all the buildings here thousands of things were made with asbestos in it (laughs) and then we kind of figured out like "Mm, maybe we shouldn't do that that's one of the instances where like "Mm." (laughs) that's not great like (laughs) that that's not a, a fun little thing that happened and because the asbestos stuff, a lot of it boiled down to, like, they didn't know what they were working with. They yeah. were the first ones doing a lot of this. And it wound Which, up being terrible things. No, yeah, and, like, that's always the trend, right? Is like, it's, you fucked up. Yeah. Like, that's just what happens. Like, sometimes you, you do things without knowing. I get that, I get that, I get that. You could not have, there's no one, no way in hell anybody could have possibly thought that starving a child was a good idea. Yeah, for a movie. Like, there's no way. Mm-mm. There's no way. Like, da- <sighs> But yeah, that's the, that's the curse. I also, like, Fake. stumbled upon a conspiracy theory, but it was, like, 
one of those conspiracy theories where like movies are mashed together and it was the one where like Willy Wonka and <laughs> the Wizard of Oz happened in the same universe what I didn't know that that was a thing and I almost talked about it but then I realized I had like a boatload of information to get through already <laughs> Do you know anything about it? Because if you don't, I'm just going to Google it when we're done. Uh, (laughs) I don't know the specifics, but it's something like one of them leads to the other or like the, the, yeah, it was like (laughs) Willy Wonka winds up there and he is the one that makes the lollipop guild. (laughs) I guess he, (laughs) I don't know. What? <laughs> uh, please <laughs> go ahead and Google it. Um, we can talk about it in the Discord. I did not finish reading it, but yeah, it's a lot of stuff like that. So I didn't. I felt like that one was a little less the podcast <laughs> worries. I don't know. It's conspiracy still. Can I sit here and tell you like the Gravity Falls conspiracies? I'm. I'm thinking it's like. No, yeah. How do we explain the lollipop guild in this fantasy world? <laughs> Willy fucking Wonka, bro. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. You're welcome. I don't know why I'm just like at all. Like I I'm my brain is still playing the asbestos over and over again <laughs> and now I'm just thinking like the asbestos could have been in the same time that Willy Wonka was there. Like <laughs> is is the Wizard of Oz the future or the past? Like what's going on? I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> no. You know, I've never seen that movie. That's okay. I've never seen any of those, actually. If I say this all the time. If you're going to watch one Marvel movie, Thor Ragnarok. Which is such a, a weird recommendation. I've heard so many other things that I should watch. I don't know. Someone agreed with me the other day. So, I have to be right. <laughs> you have to. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. No, it's just... If you're if you're not gonna get into it, there's so much lore in a lot of the other ones yeah. that sometimes you just get confused. Thor Ragnarok is not like that. You can come in knowing next to nothing. I mean, like, you should know who the Hulk is, but like, if you know he's a green angry Who's guy, that? that's enough information. Um, oh, green angry guy, got it. Uh, <laughs> so, like, it it you don't have to to know the like world events going on and like what happened in what order kind of thing because a lot of the other movies are just kind of weird without the context of the other ones it's not like that with thor ragnarok you could it's a funny movie it's really like it's just a good story and it's just fun to watch um and Mm. i die laughing every time i see it (laughs) and so i think it's a good if you're only gonna watch one marvel movie to not get into marvel it's just to like see one of them I'd watch Mm -hmm. that one because you don't have to understand everything to enjoy it. It's just a good movie. I guess that makes sense. (laughs) I guess it makes sense. Do people in the Discord agree with me or disagree with me? Please let me know. What's another Um, good Marvel movie to, like, force people to watch? You see, I hate 
Marvel movies. I've said it before. I'm, I'll say it again. I'm sure someone will attack me, and that's fine. We can have a lively debate about it in the Discord. They suck. <laughs> There's no such thing as a good superhero movie to me. And maybe that's such a good... Ge- I get it. It's probably a really generalized statement. But, like, they're all the same. No, I get that. Like, I've heard a lot of people with this... I'm not going to be one of those people that attacks you for your movie interest. You should. No, you really should. (laughs) I'll attack you because (laughs) Star Wars, maybe. But, (laughs) I don't know. I I know a lot of people, like, superhero movies are just hit or miss. You know? Some people just don't enjoy that. I was talking about it the other day, though. I was like, I know that I like superheroes. I like comic books. Uh, yeah. my favorite superhero in marvel is nova um <laughs> like i enjoy that kind of stuff See, i didn't and, even know that was a person yeah he's not in the movie so i mean he is but the Nova. okay well we're not gonna unpack all that um <laughs> but yeah i had the like encyclopedias of all the superheroes you know i just like that everyone had their own little thing and it was fun to like know who did what so i've always mm-hmm. found that interesting And then the reason Mm -hmm. I like the movies is because I know I will get a kick out of those movies because I like dumb humor and I know I like superheroes and I can't afford to go to the movies that often. So I Mm -hmm. know that I'm going to at least enjoy it somewhat. So that's why I've like always gone to see those movies is because Mm -hmm. I know that there's at least something there that I will find fun and it's worth it. I can't like pay to go see some movie that i know nothing about no yeah yeah because yeah. If which it is sucks i'm that out is the most 16 dollars <laughs> that's the most valid defense for a superhero movie i've heard because it's like because don't get me wrong i i enjoy the movies when we watch them like i i really liked black panther i went to see black panther in theaters mm-hmm. um but i'm like 90 percent sure that's the last superhero movie i watched because it's like i don't know they bore me yeah like but like what other movie do you go see in theaters other than like maybe anime movies because you are already attached to the characters like for yeah. the exact same reason no i like i was talking what that's an interesting the, take the, that i've never thought about before we were talking about it the other day because i i was on reddit again reddit's been all over in this episode but somebody was like bashing new movies and it's like you don't understand that most of the younger generation you cannot mm. afford to go see a movie Unless yeah. you know you're gonna like it, especially pirating so easy, and then most of us already have to have all the streaming platforms anyway, so it's gonna be on one of them. You like, know, fuck that. <laughs> I opened up HBO Max the other day, thinking I was gonna watch a movie. Um, my mom fucking canceled the HBO Max subscription without telling me. <laughs> That's so tragic. Anyway. No, yeah, it's so tragic. I don't really need it that much, but I was like, really, <laughs> really, mom. But yeah, no, I was, I was livid over that i was like i can't (laughs) i get that there's better movies out there Mm -hmm. i just know that i'm okay with spending the money because i can get something from this you know which is completely valid and then i'll just pirate the other movies later and also watch them but like i think that's why superhero (laughs) movies have gotten so much hype lately is because yeah (laughs) <laughs> they kind of realize that too the people behind the movies know that people are probably going to pay to see this one despite what happens in it just yeah. because you know the characters and stuff like that so while some of them are kind of hyped up i will <laughs> give that uh, i don't know i find it fun no yeah 
And you know what? You're right. <laughs> Thank you. I worked hard on that essay. Okay. Um. <laughs> now, next week, I expect a, a organized list, five paragraphs, on why I need to watch Star Wars. Okay. If Emily... <laughs> If you can convince me to watch Star Wars, and I mean, like, legitimately convince me, I'll give you $50. Okay. Like, <laughs> I I have never, ever felt any desire to watch Star Wars ever, and if you can make me want to watch it, <laughs> that'd be an achievement. Like, how, how so? Like, convince you to watch one of the movies, or, like, convince you to watch a show? Or convince you to watch all of the movies? <laughs> or is that up to, to... Not all of the movies. That's too much. Okay. That's too much to ask. Or like all if of... If you can convince okay. me that one Star Wars movie is worth my time, that's... Yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay. I'll work one. on it. I don't know if I'll have it by next episode, but... I'll work I on want it. to be you. I want to be convinced so bad. <laughs> I'm so serious. Okay, I accept this challenge. <laughs> the silence and then the okay. <laughs> I'm thinking about my attack strategy. <laughs> All right, we like, gotta I've go. been convinced to watch some dumb shit. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. We're definitely bordering on the three-hour territory. <laughs> all right okay um podcast follow us on everything tiktok instagram our google drive is in the link in our bio on instagram join our discord we're having a great fun stupid little time in there um and i'm gonna try and make it even more great and fun and stupid when summer starts so do all of that heck yeah you also you also get to vote on the titles if you're in the discord i stopped including the alternative titles um in the like, i know some of them are like and that's the name of this episode but not all of them are i stopped including the alternative titles in our podcast description that's only for discord now Ooh. so like <laughs> uh-oh so um you have to do- join if you want power over us yeah you get to tell us what to call things no literally i've found myself like disappointed a few times that my favorite title didn't win but i just concede <laughs> like yeah no we, democracy and there have been times where i was considering like i edit this i could just make it what i want and then i'm like no the numbers are public knowledge <laughs> no yeah the people have spoken I was like it's public if they see me change it i'm gonna get attacked like i could never i could never do that to my discord <laughs> but no yeah uh, do all of that have fun with your day and or don't <laughs> enjoy your breakfast lunch dinner one of them though you have to choose one of them to enjoy <laughs> enjoy your ride to work to or from yeah yeah i know some people listen in the car um if you're listening backwards good luck to you <laughs> um and yeah goodbye if you good listened night. to this part if you got to this part the end music is about to play bro if you got to this part What's the code word, M? Um, what should they say? Hmm. Say something like a, a phrase. Oh. I was going to say $50 isn't enough. Asbestos is yummy. 
Okay, either <laughs> of those things. Say literally either of those things in the Discord or on, like, an Instagram post or something. Let us know that you got here. Dude, if I someone know. has listened this far, why? Can you just not reach your phone? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, goodbye. Bye.